Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDOFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Oh, Greg, we gotta get off this planet. You're wearing a hoodie. I am. This doesn't happen every day. It doesn't. It looks really good. I managed to take it off. It's slimming. It's it on looks now. good on you. Now it's gonna stay. Good. I'm glad. You should wear more hoodies. It's a little. Uh, it looks James Pierce. Yeah. Can you can you fix his side, Greg? What's one of, one of his strings is out, and the other strings not. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I, got, I said he oh. said me. You keep talking. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's a typical San Francisco day where you look there outside and it looks really warm, and then you walk outside and it's ice cold. So I, I threw on the light hoodie just nice. so I'd be prepared. It looks good. Mm. It's it really worked nice out. Look. Nice. It was a good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm wearing my hoodie because it's really cold. It's not. It's not. Warm. I walk into this house and every window is open. There's construction everywhere. Right. It sounds like freaking. What's the sound step? Like? It's dumbstep. dumbstep. It sounds like yeah. dumbstep. I woke up this safe. morning. Oh, that's the pure one, Tim Gettys. I woke up this morning to walk Portillo, and I, as soon as I opened the door, I was like, oh, it's going to be a hot one today. Literally thought that. Literally thought oh, it was going to be really hot. So I came up and opened everything up. And then, of course, Colin and I are here to do Colin and Greg Live. Yeah. This thing's on. You got the. It, it felt hot. And then you went out there. It was not hot. It's, it's very cold out there. But I appreciate box. that none of you decided to close the window. We closed one window. Okay. You, you're noise. welcome to close them all, you know, when something mm-hmm. happens. If it ever mm-hmm. rains, please close the windows. Okay. Don't just say they were open, so this is how it's rain in California. Greg and Colin wanted. Mm-hmm. It's true. Over here, Prada Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you, Colin Moriarty. Thank you. I'm glad we're all back together. Yeah. We're in good moods. E3 is done. Mm-hmm. It's been lifted Yay. off of us. We were able to sit around the table today, bullshit, <sighs> be a bunch of assholes, because we didn't have to worry about some meeting to get to, some call to get on, worrying about booking somebody. That was, I'll, I will say this, though. Out of all the E3s I've been to, of which there have been 10 now, I think this was my 10th E3, this was the most fun. Yeah, by far. 100%. I agree. By far. I mean, not that we didn't have fun before, but being on the show floor, seeing everyone, it was like a coming out party for us, like, yeah. you know, to the industry, which is really, really cool. And having the branding. Kevin, it's a term. Go oh, close okay. the windows, Kevin. Just close the window right there. Not that window. That window has nothing to do with it. Kevin, Kevin, that is nothing. Kevin, that has nothing to do with it. Stand <laughs> your ass up and go shut the windows in the fridge. One of the fans said he doesn't like me crossing. Oh, because I don't cold. care what that one fan said. Everybody else loves it. That's Kevin, everybody. He used to not be able to be on camera. It was fun, though. I will say this, and I, I told you guys it about one day into the, the, the show floor uh, when we were streaming for six hours straight. I have a newfound respect for people that are on camera before i used to think that they were just whiny babies always just constantly complaining about everything trying to act like uh they weren't trying to complain like oh, i'm not trying to complain no, right man, now it's not like i don't i don't but necessarily have anything wrong everything's I'm, really good but this chair is a bit uncomfortable right but this chair is just not gonna work for me 
for the next six hours. Can we get that changed out? Okay, thanks. No, but uh, but realistically, man, I mean, it takes it takes a ton of energy to do that. Yeah, it takes a ton of energy, and uh, I I mean, all of the energy from you know as a produ- from a producer standpoint, you kind of put in before it to kind of get the thing going, up. and then once you're there, if you've done your job right, you're just kind of managing it and making sure that everyone's you know kind of where they're supposed to be and drinking coffee and making PAs go get you you know Starbucks or whatever. Shout but, out to Grayson. Grayson was the bomb. Uh, but this was took a t- I mean, I, I've never been so tired as I was day two. Ooh, day After, one. Day one, I was like, this is how I feel yeah, at the end day. of day My three. Yeah. And I think a large part of it was the fact that the booth was open. Yeah. And so, which was an awesome opportunity because it means that all of our friends from the industry and just from, I mean, in general, anyone that was there that knew us or wanted to come say hi could come say hi, which was super freaking cool. Yeah. But I was like really really enthusiastic about that and did not save enough for the stage show sure and so by about you can see by the third day there's i mean i'm sure there's plenty of gifts around there where i'm just like this and okay. people are nudging it's me more, to wake me up like Nick, get up of, get up somebody sent during the devin sawa interview a whole bunch of gifts of uh, me reacting to you because i was asking real questions and you just kept asking bullshit and i would turn and give you this stink eye <laughs> that's uh fair enough we got out I, I felt bad because we got in a really good like uh uh role there with devin where we kind of went through his his uh, his history, which is he always has to do. And then I started talking about Tim about fighting, which yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that you actually knew how to fight, like and all that stuff. And then Greg's eyes just glossed over, and he quickly That's turned the true. subject. He told I, I Devin saw when he was like, yeah, I took I took what five years off the industry, and yeah. I, I just went to what, Thailand. But you like he just glossed over. And I was that. like, uh, I was like uh, yeah, yeah. Let's and then we had to go to commercial. And we came back it was Hot Pepper Gaming. Yeah, it was unfortunate because I really all these women all over him. Yeah, that's hilarious. Maybe like one day in my that. life. That was my one good deed of each. That was your contribution. Was, yeah. Meg Turney, I Justine, Chloe Dykstra. Mm-hmm. I don't forget anybody, right? Nope, that was it. Andrea Renee yeah. came eventually. Andrea, well, Andrea she was after the fact. She came from yeah. the Hot Peppers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really cool segment. I would have loved. I mean, hopefully we can we can see him again and maybe put him on a show no, in the he, future. None of, anybody who met us on that show is never going to hang out with us again. Well, we won't make him eat the pepper again. But it was it would have been fascinating because he told us off camera he was you were like so you quit for five for five years. He's like yeah man I was burnt. like I did it for he was a kid actor like a child star so he did it and from like his early years into his teens and he was like I'm just burned out man yeah, I just wanted yeah. to go away for a few years and I'm like what is that luxury like now I'm sure it's obviously like doing any job on that level where you're constantly auditioning and constantly having to do those hard days of work is probably pretty burns you out pretty quickly. But like, I just, at this point in my life, can't imagine walking away from his career. Like he did. That takes a lot of stones and a lot of like, yeah. I mean, it just takes a lot of, like, I can't imagine being that burned out on something that going like, I want to, I want to walk. Away. I guess I can, I guess I probably can, but um, <laughs> all things considered, all things considered. Um, but it's pretty cool. Cause he was a, I mean, he was, he's a, he was a big name back in the yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. He did like idle hands. He did final destination. He did all these huge Casper. Kitted Casper, which I don't even realize he did. I don't, I don't think I ever saw Casper. Was he, he was a little Casper. boy, a little end. boy. Spoilers. Casper becomes a boy for a bit. Oh. He's a friendly ghost. But wasn't he Casper's voice too? Does it go both ways? Probably, Pro- that would make sense. Yeah, I think that's how yeah. it worked. And what's what's crazy is we started talking about Slackers, which is my favorite of his movies, yeah. which actually I don't think was a very big success theatrically. I loved it. I thought it was a really. It's one of those movies that's definitely a sign of the times. Where you go back and it's like to me, it was not on this level, but very much like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but for the '90s. Sure, where it wasn't about the like we can do everything in the '80s. Screw the parents. It was more like, hey, we're sort of like this disenfranchised generation in the '90s and. Yeah, we're just basically cheating our way through life because yeah. that's what we can do. It, it's 
It's a great, it's a great film. But he said right after that, he's like, "Yeah, right after Slackers, man, I quit." I was like, "Oh." And then Greg's like, "Well, we gotta go to commercial break." And I'm like, "Shit, I want to talk to him more about this." So hopefully, we'll see him at Comic Con. I don't think he's coming this year, but we'll never see him again. No. Like I said, there's restraining orders from him and Brandon Routh now. Routh did not know what he was getting himself into. No, not at all. But he was a good sport. Great, great. They were all great sports. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, throw us a few bucks at patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and we'll give you the show for free, not for free, early, each and every Friday. Uh, then if you don't want to give us any money, no big deal, go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where we break it out topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire thing on the following Friday on MP3 services, and of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunny. Colin. Yes. You requested to go first today. I didn't, but uh, we well, we were talking. I think I, I have I have two topics today, mm-hmm. which is weird, and I don't know why. Very so this weird. might be the worst of all viewed of People all. People like Colin the... topics. I'd like to think that that's true. But statistically, didn't we find out that wasn't true? Well, we statistically, I had the weakest topic of ever, sure. which was the cold cuts episode. Ah, that's now, the one. Now, again, not to lament on this, that should have been one of the most strong, the strongest topics. Because if you've ever had a good slice of cold cuts, a good slice of prosciutto, a gabagol, mm. oh, you, got something like like gabagol? You, just, you just remember that for the rest of your life. Sure, I mean, sure, it's sure. a life-changing thing. Obviously, people out there in America and in the UK don't understand what a good cold cut is. I'm sorry. You live a horrible life. Now, just, just to be fair, there's a difference between eating this meat and watching four, sometimes five guys discuss <laughs> the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> So you got two. I have two topics. So we'll do we'll do the the deeper and darker one first. So there's a, there's a happy one coming. Yeah, there, okay. there is. There's a spectrum from Colin Moriarty. So uh, as I'm sure everyone knows by now, there was a terrible racially inspired shooting mm-hmm. in in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, during the waning days of E3. And I, and I, I it took me a couple of days to really like like it wasn't until Saturday or Sunday that I really started reading about it. Right, we were busy. We were on the f- floor. Um, you know, I saw it on Drudge and just on AP and stuff, but I was like, I haven't really delved into it. You know, people were talking to me and asking me about it. On, now, can on you Twitter. catch us up on this? Because I'm not as caught up on this as I should. Uh, uh, a young man in a young white man in his early 20s went to a historically black church in Charleston uh, for a Bible reading, sat there for a while, actually, like for the Bible reading, then started saying things, racial, racially motivated things that killed nine people. Um, in the Bible reading, shot a couple of other people. Some people played dead to survive and stuff like that. Uh, he got away, and then there was an all-points bulletin obviously put out on him, and he was captured. He surrendered and has basically admitted it, I think. Um, so he's going to, you know, fry. Um, I don't want to get too much into the crime itself because, um, you know, it's, first it's of all, a sad and tragic yeah. and awful thing um, that shows, indeed, that racism is just, just certainly not dead in the United States. Um, which distresses me greatly. But there's one specific aspect of the shooting and and of where it happened uh, and a symbol of Southern pride for some people, uh, and that's the Stars and Bars, the Confederate flag. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't, and I don't want to get into the weeds in history, this isn't technically the Confederate flag, that's Robert E. Lee's, like, battle flag, but it's what you know know of the Confederate flag. The real Confederate flag is, like, a circle with stars and, like, three stripes. Right. But... Um, this is what you think of when you think of the Confederacy. This is the flag you see. It's the X, like it's red with blue X's and stars. It's it it is what right. you see in your mind. This and is the Dukes of Hazard on top exa- of the exactly generally the generally exactly great great car. And I'm curious about what your guys' take is on the fact that in many Southern states, ex Confederate states, that they still fly this flag, and. 
it's actually worked into some of their state flags. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Carolina in particular, uh, it was just flown by itself outside of the state courthouse. Um, or out of the state capitol, I should say. In capitol buildings. Um, I'm just curious what you guys think of this symbol. Because I have, like, I've always had really... I've spent a lot of time in the South. And I've always had a viewpoint on this. And I'm curious what you guys think of the fact that in the United States in 2015, there are states and there are people, individuals, that proudly fly the flag of another country when that when that country was founded from the remnants of part of the United States and we fought a civil war over it. And then they were obviously put down and, and beaten. But the symbol persists. Mm-hmm. What is it? 150 years after the end of the civil war. So I'm, I'm curious what you guys think of the Confederate flag. And if you guys think it's a symbol of racism and bigotry. And if so, what do they? What do you do about it? I mean, I think that stuff kind of comes with it, you know. So whether or not it actually stands for it, to some people it does. And some people that – there are racists that have that flag, you know, in front of their house and all that stuff. And it's like – so whether or not you're a racist and you have that, that causes a lot of problems because – you can't disassociate from that. And like that has a lot of identity with it, you know? And I don't understand how people how it's okay to have that nowadays. I feel like that's definitely like a talk shit get shot type thing where it's like, don't do that. You know? Like why why be dickholes like that? Well I think like to, kind of, I think to a lot of people it's a it's more of it's less about the racist uh, connotation and more about just the southern pride that goes behind it, right? And I feel like that's you know it's to to a lot of southern states. It's just a sense. Of, it's a symbol of identity of like we are at the south. We are strong. We have a. I mean, you can't you can't discredit the fact that people in southern states have huge amounts of pride from where they're from, and to have a symbol of that, I can I can appreciate that. Um, having said that, yeah, it's impossible to get away from that connotation though. And so for me, you know, I probably wouldn't fly anything like that if we had something in California. Luckily, we just have the bear. Who looks very peaceful, even though, <laughs> even though they're terrifying animals. <laughs> bears would kill you. They you would kill you uh, yeah. in a heartbeat. Um, but I don't know that I would fly it. You know, I think you know it's it's hard. It's difficult. It's obviously complex. Aren't they trying to take it down? Yeah. Is that is that in Charleston? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fascinating. That was actually they more of a fascinating yeah. story for me because they've been trying to do it for like nine months or something crazy like that. I can't remember. Well, it's been longer than that. This argument about Has what it? to do with this flag. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing is, I think you're saying like you wouldn't fly, and I think that's the problem we run into is that I think do I when I see the flag, what do I think of as a as a man raised in Chicago who then went to Missouri, who then came out here? I see it as yes, that's a that it's a bad thing to me. It has a bad connotation to me. It reminds me of the Civil War. It reminds me of all these struggles. It reminds me of Hicks or you know people who are going to be racist or all this different stuff. I'm from outside of that, though. To a southern person, I can totally understand the idea that this is a something that is pride and heritage, and your family had it, and you, you had it in their house, and before them, their their your grandfather, and you know, what I mean, you go further back, and obviously, you get to the, eventually the point of Confederacy, and this is what it stands for. But then, as it goes forward, it does become this thing of southern pride, and it doesn't mean that to me, and da da da. I get that, but mm. that would be like me saying I'm ra- I was raised saying the N word all the time, which I wasn't, but it'd be like me saying I'm raised. So that that word doesn't mean that to me. That's not what it means. Yeah. It's like how in college I had to stop calling things gay. Because mm. I finally met gay people, and they were like, that's offensive, and I know you don't mean it to be offensive, but it's offensive to me. And you're like, that's a great point. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to do this. I need to understand what uh, the F word 
to a gay person means when to me and my friends it just meant oh don't be stupid you're yeah. being stupid right now you know what i mean but then you, you get the heritage behind that and you're like holy shit the history behind that word and you're like fuck i never want to say that again and i'm very sorry i ever did and you didn't mean it that way but there's a history there and there's yeah. that carries weight and heft to it i mean you you nailed it like that's exactly how i feel about it and what you're saying with the symbol of the south and all that stuff it's like yeah it's one thing to be prideful but like it's a different thing to be prideful about something that's bad like that even if you're proud of it it's like you shouldn't be you know, like get a new symbol, figure it out, and like that sounds stupid. But it's like but it's, figure and, out something and, else. And too. I understand how it becomes this spinning hornet's nest thing for somebody who it doesn't mean that to them. This flag is just about Southern pride and who we are and all these different things. And I've never left the South, and I don't understand the other point of view. So now it literally is outsiders again coming here to a part of the country that is historically shit on. You know what I mean? The, the, it isn't just that if you're having the the stars and bars that I'm that I'm calling you a hick or a racist, right? You fucking tell someone you're from Alabama, like, oh, you know what I mean? There's that there's mm-hmm. that thing that goes with it. And again, if even if you haven't left it, you've just seen it in movies, you've just heard it on TV. You you know what I mean? You already have a ship on your shoulder. I feel, especially if you haven't gotten out and seen that, that the world and the country is a bigger place than that. Yeah, I feel like. My opinion on the stars and bars is like, like the Civil War was the first thing I became really fascinated with when I was a kid in, in, in history. It was like I'm obsessed with the Revolution, the Revolutionary War now, but it really started when I was young. I was actually really obsessed with the Civil War. And I got I was so obsessed with it, I actually got tired of it by the time I was like in middle school. I'm like, I don't really care anymore. Um, I'm over the Civil War teach. Well, just like I knew everything about it pretty much like on, you know, on, a, on an even pretty granular level at some point. And then I was just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And I like reading about it. I took classes and stuff. was the general... For the North. Gotcha. He got you. There's a lot of generals for the North, but the one you're thinking of is U.S. Grant, of course. Mm. Not Rob Stark. Boom. Lincoln asked Robert E. Lee to be the general, and he, he, he said, uh, Virginia is my country. And then he went to the South. Damn. Um, Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Depends on what, how you look at it. Robert E. Lee lived a pretty fruitful life after the war, which is a problem. And, th- and this is what I'm and this is what I'm I'm coming down to with it. I think a lot of it re- requires a little bit of historical knowledge, which I think you guys might have, but I think a lot of people don't. And why I feel a certain way, which we'll get to about the Confederacy and, and, the, and the Stars and Bars. The Confederacy was founded by traitors and was a secession movement started in South Carolina, which is why this is especially loaded when you look at South Carolina's history with the, with the mm-hmm. Confederate flag. Fort Sumter and all of that happened in South Carolina. The secessionists, the mainstream secessionists, if you look at the revolutionaries in the 1770s and 1780s that were located in Virginia and in Massachusetts primarily, well, then they were in South Carolina in the 1850s and 1860s. And they left, they left first. So there's, there's history there in terms of the Confederacy and in terms of South Carolina and their role in the Civil War. They were the ones that left first. And then everyone else followed. Six states and then the rest of them later. And... What I'm, what I, my big problem with this, having spent a lot of time in the South and places like North Carolina and especially in Virginia, because my family, I've had family in Virginia for a long time, in Richmond especially, and I've told this story before, is that when you go to Richmond, there's a thing called Monument Row. Have you ever, have you ever heard of it before? Mm-hmm. It's a road in, in of beautiful houses, and at the center of each intersection is a massive statue, a huge statue. And what are the statues of? Stonewall Jackson, mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are the people that you revere. You know what I mean? So part of it is, yeah, I don't blame Southerners today or even Southerners yesterday on having this this kind of pro-Confederate stance or this pro-Southern stance. And these are our people. These are Southerners. The fact of the matter is 
Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis and all these guys should have been hanged after the war. And the only reason that they weren't was because they were afraid that the Civil War would just never end. You know what I mean? So it was ba- Reconstruction was basically more of a, of a, well, let's just let them. You know, Lincoln and, and Andrew Johnson, who took over after Lincoln died, were, they were basically like, well, the fuck are we really supposed to do? Right. You know, like we should just mm-hmm. occupy the South for a little while, make sure the black, you know, black people have the vote, and and then just let them back in. You know, we can't, like, have punitive th- things going on, which a lot of the Northerners wanted. A lot of the Northerners, the Northern Senators and Congressmen wanted punitive measures taken against the South, and they should have had punitive measures taken against the South. But the fact is that we we destroyed the South to such an extent during the war that their economy was set back 100 years. I mean, it wasn't until after World War II that there was any sort of economic parity between the North and the South. Mm-hmm. And it all went back to the 1860s. But what what troubles me... All of that said, and that's all my opinion. Some people might gasp thinking that I should, I think Robert E. Lee should have been hanged as a traitor. He was a traitor. And I don't care, like, what he did for the United States and all this kind of stuff. Like, the fact of the matter is it was brother against brother, and it wasn't a war we asked for in the North. And I don't know about you guys, but we fought in the war. The Moriarty's fought in the Civil War. So we, do, we did have blood in that game. I think the Scarpinos were still making pizza over in Italy. <laughs> my, Italian, my, Italian side, my Italian side never came over to yeah, it. My Italian side right didn't over come over until probably about 100 years later. But, but the Moriarty's did fight in the Civil War. The Millers made loud jokes on the sidelines while commentating about it. <laughs> Good job, Moriarty. Way to load your musket wrong. <laughs> but it all, regardless of how you feel about the war and the way the war went down, the fact of the matter is that the Civil War was fought over the retention of slavery. And this went on for decades, and there were a lot of the, – the war didn't. The war went on for four years. But the, the, the argument over slavery and the compromises, like Missouri Compromise, for instance, well, all of these things happened to make sure the war never happened. In other words, let's admit Maine into a state as a free state so we can admit, you know, whatever it was, Arizona – what was it, Arizona? It was Texas or whatever as a, a slave state. Complete balance, right, so that one side wouldn't – the, the whole fear, as you guys know, is that eventually the slave states would be outnumbered and then the northern states would just be like, well, we're not going to have slavery anymore and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And so not risking that, the South seceded after Abraham Lincoln was elected. And they seceded for one reason, to retain slavery. And anyone that argues any other way around that is ignorant of history. And ignorant of American history. And I am sick of the states' rights arguments and all these kinds of stuff. Yeah, they believed in states' rights. All of them did. They were all 19th century Americans. So they all believed in states' rights. But this whole revisionist history about where the Civil War began and what these things mean and these symbols mean and what it was for over, it's fucking bullshit. The Confederacy Confederacy was founded to keep people in bondage, and that flag symbolizes that country. You know what I mean? And so... As much as I appreciate history and think that the Confederacy has history worth knowing and worth learning, and I certainly know it, and a lot of people should know it, there's no business hanging that flag in the United States. And I'm not saying you don't have the First Amendment right to hang it. Of course you do. Do whatever the fuck you want. Hang a swastika if that's what you want. It's a matter of, is it in good taste? Please don't don't hang a swastika. Obviously, hanging a swastika is in fucking terrible taste. But no one's questioning that you can't do that if you want to. Sure. But hanging a, a, a Confederate flag is a symbol to a lot of people of hate. And it's not a symbol of, well, it's a symbol to some people of hate and some people of pride. Sure, some people look at it as pride. But the symbol is what the symbol is. Sure. The Confederacy was a was a, was a, a united country for four years that we had a fight, and we lost lots of people doing it. You know, and I've used, I've used it before. It wasn't a trivial amount of people that, that died in the Civil War. Half the people that we ever lost in warfare in the United States from the Revolution through now were lost in the Civil War. And a lot of people don't realize that. Us killing each other. So these symbols are loaded, and it has nothing. You know, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with X, Y, or Z. It has a lot to do with with racism and slavery and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And what bothers me the most 
there's a few things that bother me the most. I've known people that have flown the stars and bars in my life, and ironically, some of them aren't even from the South, which is big dukes of heads, which is like fucking insane to me. You know, what I mean, I knew a guy from Vermont that used to fly that, that stars and bars. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know, it's it's not that's not your country. You know what I mean? And that's no one's country. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's I mean, and and that's when and you get into that debate of like whether or not they should take the flag the 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 flag down at a uh, uh, South Carolina capital. Yeah, it's at the capital. Excuse me. That it seems like it's kind of a no brainer. The problem is, I mean, it's in this, it goes back to again. I I mean, I feel for the South. You know, we t- talked about it. In an I love the South. We love the South. South's awesome. Adore. But growing up, I remember it was just taken out of the fucking chin all the time. So that's where. It bred this separate separate nation to what it is still is, where people look at that flag and connect more with that flag than the American flag, right? Because they were banded together and fuck everybody else. Because I remember, I'll never forget when we came down after we graduated high school, we piled in an RV, drove down to Apalachicola, Florida, and hung out there and did whatever. And I remember going through some of the shops, and we walked in there one time, and the, we were looking through this guy's shops, and it was like a normal strip mall shop of like touristy goods or whatever. And the guy's like, "Oh, hey." Where where are you from? I'm like oh we're from I'm from we're from Chicago and he's like oh yeah we had some of your relatives down here not too long ago and I was like oh yeah how long ago he's like oh, about 140 years ago and then he pointed up at the flag and it's South will rise again over the Confederate flag it's just like dude get the fuck over it what are you talking about you Holy know what I mean shit. like none of us were thinking that until you did that, you should, like, you should that have the like South, how'd that end up for you the South will rise again is totally <laughs> a thing because it's like how how some of them feel right and the fact that they've been pushed around for so long like you're talking the economy's decimated so there's fucking years and years of bad blood down there that doesn't go away overnight even if it is now that people are like oh yeah south's great it's like well we were still garbage forever you know what i mean that's why we made our own heroes and why we idolize these same people and put so much into this one flag that isn't the american flag yeah and i i understand i understand that whole point of view all i'm saying is that that's a point of view and it's a valid point of view for people to have all i'm saying is that the reality of the situation and the reality of what that flag is and the reality of the confederacy and what they were doing and why they were founded and what they did you know is history it's not an opinion you know what I mean? And yeah, but how many people? I mean, that's that's the problem with most people today, right? Is they don't really know or care. They just see a symbol for some stupid reason. They they align themselves with it and they go for it. They don't really. Not a lot of people are as uh, as historically conscious as you are, right? Most people, I think, just see that their fathers flew the flag. They love their dads. They're not really racist, but they don't really care. You know, they're just going to throw it up because they think for one stupid reason or another, it's a symbol of pride that they can have in where they live and with their friends. And it's unfortunate because. They probably, I mean, my hope is that as time goes on, as new generations go on, people become a little less ignorant or they become a little more educated um, to what that symbol means and they are less inclined to fly it. But well, you hope this is the wake up call, yeah. right? The fact that there is like legitimate conversation, it seems like, about bringing it down and not having it fly above Capitol Hill. Right. And you have to understand that also the history of the Confederate flag. And this is another interesting thing. I was reading about this, and and, every, and people I think know this innately, but they don't think about it. The Confederate flag in the eight, in Reconstruction, and then up through Jim Crow and stuff like that. That was a symbol, but it wasn't the South will rise again with things people were saying back then. Of course, you know, you had the Ku Klux Klan running around and a lot of terrible shit happening in the late nineteenth century in the South. There's no doubt about it. Once the federal troops left the South, it was fucking over. You know, for like right. another two or three generations for Black people down there. Um, but it wasn't until segregation. And then integration in the 18, in the 1950s and 1960s when they were trying to be like separate but equal is unconstitutional. That they started flying that flag again in the South. So it's a loaded symbol. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the thing that that's the thing that bothers me when the when the Southern governors in Arkansas and all these places, South Carolina for a bit, other places were resisting the integration of schools. 
that flag meant something to them again. Yeah. Rebel. And, the rebel yell. Exactly. And so <laughs> I don't understand how, like, I'm not, again, I'm not saying you don't have to, you can't fly that flag. You can't have it in your hand. I don't care what you do. All I'm saying is that understand why, especially black people in this country, you know, you want to talk about an historically shit upon group. I'm not so much thinking about the fucking Southerners. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it's like, understand that that's what it means. And sometimes it's like what we were, I don't want to necessarily draw this comparison completely, but it reminds me of the argument about the 9-11 mosque. Do you guys remember this when they yeah. were building a yep, mosque yep, yep, down yep. by Ground Zero? Mm-hmm. And some people were like, is that in good taste or is that in bad taste? My whole argument was like, I don't think we can have this like religious bigotry forever in this country. So it's not really like the end of the world. Um, but a lot of people were just like, it's not a matter of is it legal or, or illegal. It's, is it in good taste? You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting argument. I still think it's in fine taste. But with this particular thing, it's like this is a loaded symbol, man. And with a country that is so has such deep-seated, clearly deep-seated racism in it mm-hmm. still, unfortunately, it, it doesn't help the South. It hurts the South. When the South continues to want to differentiate itself from everyone else, even though we let them back in, like I said, we let everything – we let everyone back in, you know? And we were talking about Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis. They both lived fruitful lives after the war. Can you imagine – could you fucking imagine that? You know what I mean? I think Robert E. Lee was like the president of a college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like unfathomable to me. I don't want I don't wish death upon anyone, but I cannot believe that they weren't rounded up and at least thrown in prison. If not, you know, executed. tried for treason and executed. Treason. Yeah. Um and one of the comparison that really bothered me about it. I was reading a piece where they were like, it's like they're like, well, it's, some people look at it as like when New Englanders fly the don't tread on me flag. And I'm like, you have to be fucking kidding me. You know, <laughs> the don't try to me flag was the symbol of the American revolution. That was all of our revolution. That was everyone, all 13 colonies and everyone, you know, and they fly the don't try to me flag outside of the San Francisco courthouse and outside of the San Francisco state house. So that goes to show you how not removed uh, it used to be from New England and how completely removed it is from New England. Now it's a symbol of our revolution. This is the symbol of a different revolution. And these people are not fucking revolutionaries, you know, um, they wanted to keep a status quo that was harmful to people to protect their economic interests, and everyone knows it. And the whole South will rise again thing in the South, we, did, we, did, we clobbered the South because they were, they were bound to get clobbered. Everything was against them in that war. It was a war that they fought that they had no business fighting, they had no business starting, they knew how it was going to end. You know? and, and, and it wasn't even, you know, there were some competitive battles, of course, but manpower <laughs> and economic power, no one identified the South, no one... You know, no, like England and all these countries, you know, the South believed in something called King Cotton, which was so powerful that their whole thing of being like, everyone needs cotton, everyone needs textiles, we can get Europe in on a war on the war. And they went to they sent emissaries to England to try to get them to fight the North, you know, mm-hmm. because they believed in their and, and England was like, you fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, bro. like we're not no one acknowledged them as, as existing. So the, the war had a predetermined outcome anyway. But whether it ended in 1865 or 1870 it was going to end. I just. I wanted to talk about this. I know I was a little bit rambling just to get my thoughts out on this because I love the South and, and I, I spent a lot of time there and I enjoyed it. I think the people there are, are wonderful people. I think that um, there's a great deal of diversity down there. I think that there's you know great food and great heritage and great music. There's a lot of things. But when you see that symbol and that flag and what it means and what it's not – what it didn't – what it meant in 1865 and what it means now – you know, it's like a fucking no-brainer. You yeah, know? and mean, it really, it really disturbs me that it's even an argument. Take the fucking flag down. Hope, you know what I mean? But hopefully, that's what this discourse will. You know, this this nationwide now discourse will 
was shed a little light on, right? I mean, no, change is never affected overnight, especially in this country, especially in this world. So hopefully this discussion will start to influence the newer generations because it's not just going to happen overnight. But, yeah, the taking taking down of the flag would be a huge, 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 like, at least thought starter for a lot of people, whether or not it's going to uh, invoke good thoughts or bad thoughts, depending on which side of the line you're on. Um, you're saying change can't be done overnight, which queued it up. There's a simple way to solve this. Taylor Swift just has to write a letter. That's all she got to do. She just writes a letter. Fix everything. She beat Apple. Please take this down. 17 hours later, we'll be done. That's true. I'm so happy about that, by the way. Yeah. That she beat Apple. Well, also, just that's another topic, but I'm very happy about (laughs) it. Got it. it. Got it. Yeah. And I want to say something else, too. And this was something I I actually came out and talked to Greg about it right after I read it. For people that don't think that it's necessarily a racist symbol or that, like, I'm not going to give the guy any notoriety that this is a piece of shit and he's going to fucking burn for what he did. And everyone knows it, you know? Mm -hmm. But. He wasn't only flying the stars and parts. He was flying the. He had the Rhodesian flag, and when I saw that, I was like, "What's the Rhodesian flag?" Rhodesia is the is apartheid South Africa, like the white country. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, got it. Got and it, I'm like, it. "You have to be fucking kidding me!" You know what I mean? Like, no one saw this shit and was like, "There's something wrong with this man." You know what I mean? So that's just another aside or whatever, where like these symbols are loaded and they mean something. And when you see those two symbols next to each other, fucking alarm bells should go off in your head. That something might not be right. When you have a Rhodesia flag and a Confederate flag next to each other, that typically means something. Mm -hmm. So that's just another thing. And I want to say, and we said it after, after um, it was Ferguson, right, when we had our last kind of conversation about race. I am sorry to the black community in this country. You know what I mean? Like this is fucking out of control. You know what I mean? With some of the things that are going on in this country. And I'm not saying that it's everyone. You, let me ask you this question. Though. Do we think that it's been escalated lately? And then, and this is this is the big question. Is it escalated? Is, is, is race relations worse in this country than it ever has been? Or at least in the last 20 years? Or is it just because we have such a big mainstream media with Twitter and social media that we're now just seeing I, how I think that's it what it is. I think it's just the fact that when this happens now, immediately everyone's talking right. about it. And everyone is... You know, having this conversation and it's it, you were getting the information. I feel like we wouldn't necessarily hear about all these things even a year ago, two years ago. But now mm. it's like everywhere, which is great. You know, I mean, it's bad. That I mean, it's no, happening. Don't... It's bad that we're, there, these sto- there's this many stories, but it's good that people are aware that they're happening, you know, and then, then now people. Are, this is the most I've ever heard about the Confederate flag in my entire life. Has been in the last couple mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. just based on my fucking idiot friends on Facebook that don't know what they're talking about. But they post some article that is actually relevant and makes sense. You right. know what I mean? So it's like even even though the majority of people talking about shit don't know what the fuck they're talking about, at least it's being discussed. Sure. Which will lead to something, which will lead to some form of change or some form of at least... Well, no, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd like to believe over the last couple of years that we've trended upward as far as changes is concerned, right? Especially in this country with with relationship to race relations. Um, I, but I, I mean, every time you hear something like this, or you see something like this, you're like, shit, we have so there's so much more work that needs to be done. There's so many fucked up people still in this country that believe something that is counterintuitive and counterproductive to the way we should all be getting along with each other. And it's messed up, man. And it's it's especially screwed up when it's an officer of the law. And I'm not going to go out there and say that um, – I mean, I've met, I've known a lot of friends of mine that are that are cops, and they're great people, and they, they do a great job, and I thank them for their service to the community. But holy shit, how terrifying is it when you see a cop just randomly shoot a guy and then put a gun next to him on someone's like cell phone? They're taking this footage of it, like that is terrifying. Yeah. And our, if we're just now as a, as a society waking up to this, well, holy shit, keep your eyes open and take some goddamn caffeine because we need to figure this out, and it needs to be figured out like sooner rather than later. Which is exactly what we said in the Ferguson episode. 
I mean, yep. like that's we're back to where I was with the Ferguson episode of like this is great, and there's a mil- it's great to have these conversations. And if South Carolina can just hold on two weeks, there'll be something else everyone wants to talk about, and no one will be paying attention to this because the same thing that happened with the Ferguson thing. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. This is terrible. Everything's fucked up. How do we fix it? Nobody will. It's too hard. There's no easy solution, well, so we won't fix it. It'll keep going. Well, in regards to Ferguson, I mean that that was a, there was like a. That was a hot spot for that sort of uh, story right when that happened. Because that was the same time. Right, uh, but remember, then it went the, down. I forget what the, the next giant The guy thing in was. New York got strangled by a, a right. cop for not going to the ground. But then it went down, and then something. Then it was, the two other events happened, and then it was Baltimore, and everybody was back on this. Oh, nothing's changed. Hey, everybody, that thing we were super fucking mad about a while ago that we forgot about, we didn't fix that problem. Now, oh, wait, oh, and then we went away, and something else happened. But see, I think that's, I mean, I, I think not that it's in any way, shape, or form good that these things are happening. But the fact that there is a steady stream of socially conscious stories coming out like that, I think hopefully will affect some sort of positive change in relation to it. If not anything else, it'll tell everyone out there that's going to, going to go out there and commit you know, a hate crime or a crime against of, uh, that's racially motivated that there are people watching. And guess what? You can't get away with that shit as easy as you could have even five years ago because everyone's got a phone that's directly linked to millions of people out there. And if you you do something stupid, everyone's going to know about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's – it sucks because the internet's a double-edged sword, right? Everyone wants their privacy, but at the same time, the fact that we all have none can actually teach us all something about how we're supposed to get along with one another, right? At least it's a, it's a, it's some sort of fucked up, misguided self-policing that maybe you're, maybe you're being a good person because you're a good person inherently or maybe you're being a good person because you'll be Someone's shamed watching. if you're not. Yeah. But either way mm-hmm. – Hopefully we all come out of this, the, the end of this 20 years from now and look back and say, Jesus, you know, Twitter and, and social media cause more good than bad. I don't know. Or we'll just be so goddamn narcissistic 20 years from now. Like we won't even stop to think about each other. We'll see. Yeah. Or, yeah, or if Colin has his way about it 100 years from now, the entire. It's not Colin. The, the, the science will just die. I don't even we'll have a car. I'm not, I'm not responsible for the CO2. That's true. The Yeah. I don't know. I just. I just feel I really feel bad for the black community in the United States. Yeah. Like I, I just you know, I see things like Baltimore and I and I tweet about it and I'm like, this is fuck this is fucking you know, completely outrageous. You know, like what, what they're doing to their own communities and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then it's like, you know what, you sit back and you think about it, it's the same thing in Ferguson. It's like I don't I don't I don't like lawlessness and I don't I don't like rioting and looting and all that kind of stuff, but it's like what the fuck else are you supposed what to are you do? Gonna do? Like like at some point, like no one is listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? It happens over and over and over again. You know, and we have this fucking idiot now in South Carolina doing this to a bunch of innocent people at a fucking Bible reading. And then you have like some symbols. It's like maybe if you maybe if the Confederate flag wasn't fucking pushing his face when he was a kid by whoever fucking rah rah assholes were around him when he whether he was a kid or when he grew up or whatever and people injecting this shit and he sees it outside of a state house. So he's like, well, it's a legitimate symbol. Right. And then all and it's like there's certain things you can do. Everyone wants to blame guns and that's your prerogative. I guess it's not fucking guns fault. You know, it's. Unbalanced people, ignorant people, racist people, stupid people that do this kind of shit, and it's a it's a tragedy, man. So yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Confederacy, the Confederate flag, but also the history of the Confederacy, the the, the way the South doesn't engender good feelings when when you don't call out people like this. The fact that you have to even, I mean, I, re, I respect the legislative process, but you have to have a vote to take the fucking Confederate flag down. Yeah. Take the flag down. Well, also, what a tremendous yeah. waste of resource of government resources. They've been on this subject for a while, right? This is not the last like week. They've been trying to fucking take this flag down for a really long time. That, from what I understand, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, it was about voted that. down. I think earlier in the two thousands. But think about that. Like, think about it. it'd be hilarious to to 
to add up all of the hours that have gone into this and, and, and put a dollar amount behind how long it's taken, how much it costs to take this damn flag down, because I bet it would be in the hundreds of thousands at this point just to take a flag down. Yeah, it's infuriating. It's so, I don't know. Everyone wake up. Wake the fuck up. Yep. I'm, I'm, you know, Greg's, what Greg says is true is that it's just cyclical and everyone gets distracted. But it's the same thing I feel about with money in politics where everyone blames, oh, there's too much money in politics and so everyone drowns it out. If you paid attention, the money wouldn't matter. And if you fucking paid attention to what was going on, then what happens next wouldn't matter either. Yeah. So there's just way too many fucking excuses. So you're going to vote for Trump? So I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, the same no, thing. Like, like, oh, Citizens saying. United, blah, blah. It's like the money's not relevant. Your fucking attention span is the problem. That's the problem, yeah. You know, it's not like it's 1900 and we have to worry about read everything on fucking broadsheets given out after you get out of work on the evening post. We have the fucking Internet. Educate yourself should, and figure these things out. We should do a test at, at one point to see how quickly we can bring like I, I I'm I think we're probably on the same level. You and I, maybe Tim might be a little bit farther back, but what he lacks in political knowledge, he more than makes up for in Taylor Swift knowledge. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see if in one day if I can get up to speed, at least enough to speak intelligently on all the candidates. That are that are running in the, in the next race. Seeing as how I can't get you to make time to listen to a CD, I doubt it. Shake it up, shake it up. Colin, what's your happy topic? Oh, we're gonna do them back to back. So this one, I like I like this topic, and I, I did tease you guys with it a little bit because I wanted to, I didn't want to blindside you. Get my laptop. Oh, is this one you put? You is it one of these guys? Glasses ones. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't require any 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 real thought. On that, in that, no, you're, no, 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 you're no, still no. making that face. I'm not sure if you're aware of this Sorry, or not. I was, I was posing. While he looks that up, um, don't worry about it, Kevin. It's too late now. You've, you've oh, two topics in. Kevin wants to give us Superman. Bring Superman over here, Kevin. No, that Superman smells funky. You Just smell funky. He's filled fine. with change. He smells like rubber and butthole. Jesus. Um, while Colin's looking that up, Greg, I had a great time uh, watching you play Batman in my Batman oh, costume. Mike. Yeah, yesterday. It's a nice Batman costume, except for the eye holes. You were one hundred percent right. Did you just? You know what I figured? <laughs> I, I I was going to tell you to do is just take just put the mask down like he's in the Batcave. Oh well, no, I knew I knew I was doing that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to wear it for a little bit longer. How how bad of a headache? Did you end up having? Uh, I took them off pretty quick, but it is p- very painful when the Batman eye holes are going into your yeah, eyes. Literally, just digging into your eye sockets, pushing. Twitch TV slash kind of funny games. Uh, that was fun. Though. I'm looking forward to playing Arkham. Uh, you should have. Uh, we should have it for you soon here. Arkham Knight. Now, Colin, what do you got for us? All right, so here I'll give you. I was talking break. with I was talking to Cheryl about this, my girlfriend, and and Yo, uh, your girlfriend. I was like, there's a five second piece of audio that's ubiquitous when you watch TV, right? Or at least on a certain network. And I was curious, in your mind. Mm-hmm. What follows this noise here? So I'll go for I'll go first. I want to go first. All right, you go first. For some okay. odd reason, it's play it again. Okay. Should we explain what it is? No, no, no. <laughs> It's the HBO sound. It's the HBO sound. If you every, don't know that, you look at it. No, no, no. For so some reason, every single time I hear that, I hear this. So Sopranos. And you see as he comes <laughs> out of the tunnel onto the is it the Brooklyn Bridge? What bridge is he on? In that? No, no, he's coming from New Jersey, so that's is it Throgsneck, maybe? Maybe. 
But it's that no, dope ass shot. He's just driving. Know. It's like, I woke up this morning and I got myself a gun. You're like, this is going to be a dope series. And then he goes to the bada bing. And you're like, this is good. I love how indulgent that intro is, by the way. That intro is like two minutes long. Oh, it's so long. That's it's HBO intros are always like that. <laughs> my my What for me is Newsroom, because I think Newsroom is my favorite HBO show. And it's like, yeah, like... Like midway through that first season, you're like, "All right," and not every fucking show has to open with the history of goddamn television. <laughs> Colin, what's yours? So hold on, this is what, this is what you hear. Yeah, this is newsroom. Right. It picks up, right? Aaron Sorkin is telling you how to think. Oh, so yeah, yeah he really is. <laughs> so my, you know, so we have that, and then. And then my, mine's pretty. Uh, oh, I should probably be more <laughs> specific. Yeah. There we For go. those of you listening at home, Colin's just typing and giggling like a little. So. Bit. Yes. Is this curve? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> that's like that comes to my head like ten out of ten. So I watch a lot of HBO, but it's just like I hear oh, that. So yeah. yeah. And that's that that's what I hear. That show was so hey, this guy's live good. On Twitch right now. So good. <laughs> Tim. Curb? Curb's yeah. awesome, yeah. Mine's obvious. Games. And see, that's the, I was talking to my mom about this last night. That is one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Yeah. Because you get fucking hyped. It's epic. That is an it's epic, so epic, epic thing. It's so epic. It's so long, but you watch it every fucking t- Oh, my God. My God. Okay. Oh, wow. Some shit's yeah. about to go down. Well, plus the fact that, like, it's, yeah, it's a super long intro, but all the places they show are the places that are in that episode. I didn't even like, know that's that. That's such a cool Easter Until, like, that, six months ago. That blew my mind, because the first season, I started, and I'm, I'm huge in motion graphics. I love, Huge love, in love. motion graphics. Thank you, Greg. I love that <laughs> intro. And I love the way they do it, because if you look at it, it's like a concave world, so it's, on, it's mm-hmm. built on the inside as they're kind of flying from, from uh, land to land. But it blew my mind the first time. I was like, wait a minute. Like it's like three or four episodes in when they, uh, in, I forget what they introduced, probably um, Khaleesi's character or whatever it was, but you're like, wait, that's a different intro. That's complete. That's a different yeah. land. I don't understand that. That's oh shit. And then you watch it now and it's got Marine in it. And it's got Dorn and it's got all these other places. Well, the like, cool thing is when they change shit up. Yeah. Like Winterfell in the recent thing. I mean, I don't want to spoil stuff, but it has like Winterfell changes. Yeah, it's as yeah, the series yeah, yeah. goes on. It's like super fucking cool. That's awesome. And man, just that song gets you so hyped. And it's also something, this is a totally off-topic thing, but uh, recently, this season for Game of Thrones, the previously on things where they like wrap you up through yeah, all yeah. the previous episodes, Game of Thrones does a pretty good job of having a very extended one that's not just the last episode, but it's like the entire last they season. They have to. And yeah. they'll like... They'll show random bits and pieces from the last five seasons to make sure what's going to be important for this this episode. episode. Like if they mention a character, they'll show him the thing. But this season has this fucking dope ass song underneath it with this like it's typical Game of Thrones like orchestra shit. Then all of a sudden this badass '80s synth comes out of nowhere. Have you guys noticed this? No. Oh, you should just watch it. It makes no sense. It's so un Game of Thrones. Like doesn't even make sense. But when it happens at this point, after I bitched about it for maybe like six episodes, now I'm like, oh yeah, it's synth time. All right, it's fucking good. All right, I hear Game of Thrones be sucking that dick now. What does that mean? That good dick? That no, that good bad dick? dick. Not no, that good I was dick. Sucking, if I, mean, I said it was sucking that good dick, I would have been more that said it would have sucked. Yeah, that yeah, dick. yeah. Well, yeah. we're gonna do our review on this last season yeah. uh, on Thursday. It'll post on. It should have posted by the time this posts. No, it'll, no, it's posting Friday. It'll post it's on Friday. What day is today? I don't even. know. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, it's Friday or Saturday. Or my, my quick synopsis review of Game of Thrones, though, without spoiling anything, is that everyone's saying that the the show sucks. They're wrong. 
They are so wrong. They could not be more wrong. This is, is it as good as the? Is this my least favorite season? Debatably, I wouldn't say yes. We had a discussion about this. I think it might be tied with season two as my least favorite. Mm. Having said that, season two, huh? still like a nine out of ten. It's still awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's still a beautifully made show. It's it has the unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate that it has to. It's getting compared to itself, really. I mean, you're you're comparing it to the last four seasons, which are arguably four of the best seasons of television ever made. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be a season that pales to the rest of them, yeah. of course, in comparison. It was slow. That was the this the one's slow, and also I think that parts of it weren't in the books, from what I understand. Yeah, fuck that. They're the books, right? But the problem with that is like it doesn't. Some of the scenes and some of the. Uh, uh, storylines are just not as interesting as they were in, in prior seasons. And I think it's just because they're, they're having to pad out a little bit with some of the stuff. Also, it's you're just getting to a point where you stop giving a shit about anything except for the White Walkers, really, at the end of the day. like I, not, I don't want to spoil anything with this last season finale, but I'm like, I'm just rooting for the fucking zombies to come and just destroy everything now at this point. Because this land is so screwed up. That it's almost like Colin's version of our future, where 100 years from now, we'll all just be dead, and the animals, or the cockroaches, will take over. Mm-hmm. And Colin will be like, he's going to have one more final Colin was right moment, mm-hmm. where he's like, before he's going to be last man, or things going to be like this. <laughs> I was right. I'm going to be saying it to a bunch of animals, though, and they're going to yeah. be like, <laughs> 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 I don't know what animal that was. Was it a dinosaur? Yeah, it? I, I did picture like a dinosaur. Did, I remember like, deer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I just say, I just say. First of all, I'm sorry that my language of Game of Thrones be sucking that dick wasn't clear enough. No, no, no. In terms I, of, I, I mean, sometimes dick sucking is good. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's sexy. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't view dick sucking as a bad thing. Oh no, no, no. Dick sucking. If you is want a great to go thing. out there and suck a dick, oh yeah, you go out there and suck a dick. Suck a few dicks. Be the best dick sucker you can be. You know but what typically, mean? you know, sucking that dick. Is a bad connotation. Yeah, just just in, just when you're using it in terms of a bar quality. I don't mm. know why. You know what it is. They I didn't make they it up. They don't you call a, they don't call a blowjob a job for. I mean, nobody wants to be blowjob a job. That people. should be yeah. a lot of blowing. So yeah. that name's just a bad. Name. The job really blows. Bad. It should just it should mouth just, job. It should just be more like a <laughs> mouth, should be a suck mouth job. experience. Or give me something. give me the you know? suck job. Suck job. Yeah. Suck let's, job. Let's, let's start, start a let's job start revolution right now. It is. Oh, it's a job. Oh, it's job. It's Giving work. somebody it's a blowjob is hard work. That's not. You're not looking forward to that at the end of the day. See, don't say that. Don't you say are, that, Greg. But the woman that's doing it to you is probably like, this. yeah. I'm saying the person giving there's a rare there. person you meet who enjoys. It's not that rare. Giving a blowjob. I don't think it's rare at all. Okay. I've never met one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. Now moving on. You did say bee sucking that dick. Bee sucking now, that dick. Now the bee was actually probably the the key word in that sure. sentence because that is what should have keyed me to the fact that it is negative. No, absolutely. And you're right. It bee sucking that dick. I mean, <laughs> I, I just. I mean, it's the first. I I, haven't, I stopped. Watching this is season five, so I stopped watching season four, probably like episode three or something. Like sure. That. So I'm like way behind. I was thinking actually, I was plotting whether I should just watch the whole thing again because I have no idea what the fuck's even going on. You should. Uh, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I have the they fucking do, stamina. They do really good recaps before every episode. Just go with that. Um, so this yeah, pro- I'll probably synth. do that. It's awesome. But uh, this is the first time these last, I would say, f- a month or so, so like four or five weeks, where I'm like, people are the first time I've ever heard anyone say like the game, Game of Thrones sucks. You know, that was like, the thing is like, that it happened, and then they had like, that really? one episode that spiked it back. Yeah, but and then, they had, then it went down like a little bit, much. and then the finale was. I don't know if it went down a little bit. Eight, nine, and ten were fucking balls off. I'm just talking about Twitter reactions. They're sucking the good balls there. Sucking, sucking them the good, good balls. balls. The, the problem, sucking that good dick. The problem is this: there are very few things. Actually, I don't. I, don't, I can't think of one show 
that's gone beyond five seasons that I'm like, I'm still really into this. Simpsons. With the exception. Simpsons is like 99 <laughs> seasons. With the exception so of bad. Mad Men. But Mad Men, I only really came back into the fold with, with the last, the latter half of the last season. That like that first season, that first half of uh, was season five or six, can't remember. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really into this. And then they took the break and they came back and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this out. I'm and commit. to their credit, they did a phenomenal like last five episodes. Agreed. They were just so good. Where you were like, shit, the show should keep going. And guess what? That's when you should end the show, not when you're sitting out on a fucking uh, uh, ship in the middle of the ocean trying to figure out how to get back to the island. Let's get back to the island. We got to go back to the island, everyone. We tried to get off this damn island for three seasons. Now we got to go back to the island. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's to figure out what the smoke monster is. Spoilers. We don't know what the fuck that thing was. Maybe it was some sort of security measure. Maybe we're in purgatory. It doesn't matter. Long story short is Don't Game move of the cork that holds all the light in. Yeah. God. Um, <laughs> long story short is Game of Thrones is getting to that point. And they're not going to end anytime soon, and so they're just—it's just going to now start trending downward. I don't know if they can do much I, more. About I don't it. know, man. It, the problem is, it's not new anymore. It's not new and cool and awesome anymore. Now we've seen four seasons of it, and spoilers: Five. we're children, and so when you give us our cereal and you keep giving us our cereal, we're just going to want a different type of cereal, you know. And that's what we're looking for now. I think a lot of people—you're watching a phenomenal show. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of art, but we've seen it. For like hundreds of hours at this point now. So still, what are you going to show those, me different? The thing for me that keeps me going is the fact that I'm still asking what the fuck's about to happen? What's happening next? What are they going to do? How is this going to... And I'm constantly thinking about that. When one episode ends, I'm like, what's going to happen next week? I need to know. And until that stops... See, I'm at that... I'm, I'm done with it though. I'm at the place where I'm like, you know what? I just don't care anymore. Because there's so many... Uh, Storylines that I did care about. And George... Spoilers. George Martin's... George... Railroad, Railroad Martin. Martin's manner of storytelling is not conducive to long-term, like a long-term love affair with the series. I.e., he gets you hooked on a specific character, strings you along, then tor- then flays that character and kills it. And you're like, well, shit, I, I, there's nothing left for me to align with. Like, there's no more characters that I actually give a shit about. Like, Khaleesi, sure, that's great, but, but it, guess what? She should just stay a Marine and run that damn city. She sucks. Like, she's never going to get to the Iron Throne. Her story is just, just boring What's the fuck. point of it? And then you got Jonathan Price and these new like religious leaders. It's like stop introducing new characters. Start tying no, up like what's going that. on. Oh, whatever. We'll uh, save it's this fine, for our but discussion. Like, yeah, unlike unlike uh, uh, Walking Dead. Damn it. No, no one likes. Thought I was anymore. right there with you. Unlike Walking Dead, which does a really good job of like introducing those new storylines because it kills off. You're giving it to Walking Dead over Game of Thrones. I'd give it to. Oh God, yeah, I'd give it to Walking Dead over oh, Game of Thrones God. at this point. I think Walking Dead. Make out. I personally, I think there's two things about Game of Thrones, two things about this whole situation. I didn't mean to go down this whole Game of Thrones road, but I should have known better. Uh, one is that I think there's some pretension because they're now outpacing the books, right? So some people are just like, well, I'm, this it's is not based on the wanted. book. It's like, well, that's HBO's fault for getting in bed with a man who is never going to finish those books. So, you know, he started this series like 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. You better fucking hope that he's been writing these books because there's two of them left, right? And yeah. And it's like, come on. He's not going to finish these books. Number two, and that's fine. I don't care. I don't. I like it. It's irrelevant to me. Get I'm your not, money, not, Railroad. I, I, I started reading the first book, and I'm like, this is, I like to read. You guys know I'm, I, I'm a voracious reader. I was like, this is the most dense nonsense that I've ever read after 50 pages. I'm like, Jesus. I can't. I'm like, I can't. It's like when I started reading Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. And he was, and he was just, and he was like, I'm like, if this motherfucker talks about the clay one more time, I'm going to fucking throw this book out the window. And he fucking talked about the clay again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. There's only so much you can describe it. It's Central California. I get it. Yeah. This is a dust bowl. I got it. I fucking get it, Steinbeck. I- <laughs> so 
Clean uh, up your act, Steinbeck. So to me, it's like I appreciate George Martin's. It's very fantasy storytelling where it's like it's very dense, and some of just like I can't fucking read this. So my connection with the show is through the the is, or with the series is through the show. I think the show's fun, but I think there is a level of pretension and conflict because now the writers are you, certainly using his guidance, but are just writing it now. Yeah, and and I think in that though, and that's that's where I start to see it mo- lose just a little bit of a step, a little bit of heart. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I still think, by the way, Game of Thrones is the best te- show on television by far. I still watch it every week. I still enjoy the shit out of it. The we get to see Cersei Bush every once in a while, and that's weird and cool. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, Kevin, I said it. You've seen it. It's a double. Was it a double? Also true. Do we know if the if that particular part was We're like, not supposed to be talking about was this. Was it fake? Spoilers. Do we know? Yeah, no, no. You can't say it. Don't spoil the show. What do you mean fake? Was it a Merkin? Stop. Stop. Okay. Everybody, stop. Yeah. Don't, you're not mic'd. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't talk during the show, ever. Sit there and shut up. It's a toupee for your vagina. It is a toupee for your. <laughs> but but what I'm what I'm saying is that I've I've lost. In, I mean I used to I would oh, I always wait for things to stack up and then I watch a whole season. Right? I did that and I did that for Game of Thrones for one, two, three, and then through four something really major happens in the beginning. Four, I'm like oh that's interesting, and Whoa. then and, but then I'm like you know what like I just don't give a fuck. And it's the same way I felt uh, Walking Dead. Like I just could give two and a half shits less about that show. You know like I watched that show religiously and I'm like this show. What what is happening on the show? I feel like and it's the same. Th- it's the same thing with ev- like almost everything I watch. Yeah, Lost was a great example of that. I'm like Jesus, God Almighty, I don't care about this. Like, I couldn't even f- b- bring myself to care this about. This is it. the thing of what happens when these shows fall into the rhythm of there's no real plotline anymore. We're watching their lives, and so if you're not up for that, then don't. You know, what I mean, that's what I was talking about with Flash season one. Flash season one was great because it's been building toward. It was build. It was a complete arc. We're building towards this finale. You knew this is how it's going to go, mm-hmm. and that's why. Is f- when they pick up Flash season two, are they going to be able to establish that rhythm again mm-hmm. and do a new thing we're going to, or is it just going to be now it's Freak of the Week? There's a million things to fight, and that loses. It won't be the same. You know what I mean? When you have that vision for what you're doing, awesome. Walking Dead's like let's survive for as long as we can. Yeah, and then Game of Thrones is the same thing. Let's survive. No, for see, I feel like Game of Thrones. There is an overall thing, and it's happening, and it's building out in all these different ways, and that's why the like the religious groups and all that shit coming up, like. No. We need these new characters and stuff, so, so it isn't just like, oh, that, we're dealing with these That's my problem right there is living. we don't need the new characters. What I need is for the characters that I love, for their storylines to come to some sort of fitting conclusions that I feel fulfilled. And that's the problem right now is I'm starting to not feel fulfilled with Game of Thrones. I'm starting to feel like they're just streaming me along for my money for the next two seasons, which I don't like. I kind of think they're doing and that, too. The, the problem is after a certain point, every single – like we crave – uh, uh, finality. We crave conclusion. We crave yeah. some sort of ending that is that is fulfilling to us, that wraps everything up and teaches us something, right? Because so much of our real life is not like that. So when we when we like to escape into this narrative, we want someone to tell us what the fucking whole point of this was, right? And if you just keep killing characters off that we love and introducing new characters, at a certain point, you're gonna some part of the audience is going to lose interest. We're gonna lose interest because we're gonna, yeah. unlike Walking Dead, which. We have been with the same like core characters, and we have seen them go from decent human beings to just having to do the world's most screwed up things to survive, and then finding that redemption and coming back and and like that that family and that bond they have together is their redemption of like yes, we've had to do these horrible things. Yes, I've had to kill basically anything that's walked and crawled at a certain point, but I've done it because of these people around me. Are the sure, most important sure, sure. Thing. I gotta protect. Carl. I appreciate that. Um, Carl. Versus Game of Thrones, where you're just like. Well, shit. Whoa. I thought he was supposed to do that, and now he's getting his head cut off. 
on a tree. <laughs> like, it's cool and it's awesome, but at a certain point, it's got to end for me. It's got to I mean, end. But that's the thing, though. I think it's building, it obviously is building of towards course it an is. end. And I feel like the fact that we don't need every character to live, like, there just needs to be. No, we can't have every character yeah, live. That, that's the whole point of this. Certain characters. Sure. And I feel like there's still Can a, character a handful of them. One would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, and granted, when this thing wraps up, I will completely turn 180 and be like, that was awesome. Great storytelling. But right now, in this moment, after season five is over, I'm not as enthralled with the series as I was, even at the end of season four. Yeah, well, to be fair, at the end of season four, I was like, fuck, I don't know what they're going to do in five to keep me entertained. Like, they've done every style of redemption arc and, like, every type of surprise kill and every type of, like, twist Mm -hmm. already. What are they going to do? And I feel like they did a good job of, like, keeping me... Things happened this season that I was like, would never have called that. Right. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to keep me season six? They're going to. I know they're going to. Oh, I'll give you I'll be back for it, for sure. So, I don't know. But they, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, to to your credit, Nick, or to just the credit of the show, the one thing I do respect, maybe Tim was really more saying this, actually, so maybe Nick doesn't deserve the credit, is <laughs> is I like that George Railroad Martin, for, like, you know, as dense of a writer as he needs to be edited. But... <laughs> he has well, sort of talking. He has way. and no one. Ever this did. is way wordier than Tolkien. You know, Jesus Christ, really? I never, I never read one of the novels. There's one right there. You can grab it. No thanks. It looks okay. too big. Um, looks like I could kill Kevin with that. Tolkien is three. I mean, the, the trilogy of three big books and the Two Towers is really not a very big book. So That's it's true. you know, but nonetheless, I respect that he doesn't give a fuck. You know, yeah. like I actually really respect that. He's like, oh, you like it? I mean, at the end of the first season, it's it's it showed you exactly what he was going to do with the rest of the fucking series. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that he did that at the end of the first season. And that just set the whole cadence for the rest of the series. So I, I actually respect that. No one in that universe is safe. No one. No one. Yeah. You know, the Red Wedding and all that stuff. I thought was awesome. Still one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen in my life, actually, like ever, like in, in terms of, of TV. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, like how visual, and, and he's just like... It's graphic. I, I mean, to me, by the beginning of the fourth season, and I won't say anymore because I'm not caught up and I don't know the lore that well, but in my mind, I already know who the, what the show is ultimately about, who the show's about, and who's going to win. See, that's, you know, I, and that's, I would, and that's, later, I would love to talk to you about that and see what you think, because who the fuck knows, man? I think I know. I think I think it's becoming somewhat obvious who the, who's going to be who's going to be too, the, and then the, other things happen, and you're like, oh. So maybe something's happened in between... <laughs> And I, I won't say any more than that. There's a lot of shit. But in my mind, <laughs> in my in my mind, I see the character that the show is ultimately sure. going to be about. And that character's probably dead at this point. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Maybe, maybe not. They fucking I don't want to know. This season. I'm not, I'm maybe not I won't say anything because I don't actually want to know. You should I, watch the season. We should talk. We should talk after. I well, I got I got to watch season four first. After what? After the big thing that happens towards the beginning of that season. That's pretty much when I see. I don't even remember what about. that fucking thing was because there's so many big things that happen at a certain point. It reminds me of. Uh, a show like Homeland, right? Where, are, oh, you, are you familiar she, with Homeland? Yeah, I watched. I've I've watched four seasons, and maybe it, uh, that's I'm trying to think too. of another show that's without being spoilery because the last season of Homeland was so good. I don't want to say too much about it, but it reminds me of a politi- of a show that's ba- about politics. It is about politics. Where it starts, where you know you think you're going in one way, and because people have to compromise, because people because politics are politics, being what they are, you have to compromise in every single aspect of your beliefs. You end up just working with your enemies, and then there's no moral lines, and everything is ambiguous. House of Cards, House of Cards is a perfect example. That's another great example where you're like, okay, we're going in this direction, and then he's like, well, in order to achieve this over here, I have to align myself with this horrible human being that you never, the audience would never have thought, and it compromises and it compromises and it compromises. And that's that kind of show. Game of Thrones is that. 
that now. It's basically real life where you're like, oh, we're going in this direction. No, nope, we're going over this direction and we're never coming back over here ever again. This is done. That ideal, that thing we were we were we were driving toward, that sort of uh, moral, morally just right thing. Well, that character got his head fucking cut off. So now he's never coming back. And now we're over here and we've got the lesser of the two evils. It's always less of the two evils. And I respect and that. I respect it too. It's I mean, the story. I don't want story. the world to be like no. that, but I respect. I respect the storytelling. It's great it's storytelling. Bold, it's bold and very storytelling. counterproductive to what Greg's talking about, which is the monster of the week style storytelling, where it's really, really that we're used to that. That's so generic at this point that you're like, oh Jesus, do we need one more story like that? Um, but at the same time, it takes a lot of energy out of the audience, and I'm sure they know this. I'm sure they're like, we can't keep this pace forever because after a certain point. People are just going to stop watching because they're going to be like, eh, I'm not, there's no one left to root for I mean, it's anymore. funny because they, they say that and everyone's like, oh, I'm never watching it again. Said the same thing last season and the numbers are higher than they did. Cowards. It's true. So. Well, to, to HBO's credit, and let me throw this out at you right now, right? I got HBO for Game of Thrones. And then I started watching Silicon Valley. And I'm like, fuck, this show is so funny. It's so funny, especially if you live in Northern California. Uh, and then they got me. They finished up both of those shows last week. You know and they, they brought started out? True Detective, and, and more importantly, Ballers. Ballers! Ballers Starring Dwayne, can't call him The Rock Johnson anymore. Uh, Wait, what? I don't think he can call him. He can't be bold as The if Rock you ever, anymore. D- if you say The Rock, you owe WWE money. Got it. Um, oh, really? They own that character? I, I'm not. I mean, this is like an old wrestling thing from the 90s, because I remember that was always the thing. It, it was something, if you ever saw Dwayne The Rock Johnson, then an associate producer was WWE Productions or some shit like that. I don't yeah. know if that's still the case, but yes, that's very linked Well, up for one reason or the other, he goes by Dwayne Johnson, which is probably smarter anyway. Yeah, for him to actually I think he's, he can start dropping. I was going to go by just Dwayne Hobbs Johnson. but He know. should just call him, we should just call him Hobbs. 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 We should just call Hobbs. 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 Yeah. Um, no, that show is, it's 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 fun. <laughs> I can tell that's going to be one of those shows that's like the new entourage it's, for me. It's totally the new entourage. Totally the new entourage. Titties everywhere, sex, drugs, Sports, and the sports, so cars, it's Game of Thrones with the screw Rock. It. I'm fucking sold. I don't think anybody. Uh, well, it's not Game of Thrones. It's it's Entourage. Well, you ever watch Entourage? You no, would, you would love. You Entourage. never watched Entourage. Never watched. Oh, Alfredo was super shit. into it. Go back and watch it. You of all people would love that show. Really? Yeah, mm. yeah. My boy Kevin Conley. Yeah, is Islander. E. He's he's probably the most famous person on TV or in movies that always wears Islander shit. In the sh- in that show, I don't know if you, really? ever, if you ever realize that. In the, in the trailer that. for the Entourage movie, he, there's a prominent scene with him in an Islander shirt, which I thought was awesome. Well, they're supposed to be from Long, Long Island, right? Yeah. Uh, are they? Or I Jersey? Know, I that's their yeah, I, think that's Jersey. Jersey. I thought we said they were from Jersey. That's cool. It might be Jersey. Maybe it's, it's East Coast more than there, so it's conceivable that he, his character. All you New Yorkers and New Jerseyans, we pack yeah, it we're all together. The same. We all pack it together. Tim, yes. What's your topic? So I've been thinking a lot about elementary school recently. Of course you have, because that's fucking pedophile type of life that I live. And, um, you know, I was thinking He's got to go to the bathroom. God, Nicky Nick. I'm sorry. Okay, go for it. Just do it. I can hear the top now. No, you can't. You always say stuff you can. You can't. I'm going to come back and I'm like, what are we talking about? Here's what I want to know. Are you going to get a cup of coffee and a water, too? Do you want some help? Okay. cut? No, just let it go. Just cut this part out. I'm going to... Or leave this in. I don't care. Fast forward it. I like Colin Settle. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we're four-year-olds. Did you like the timing? Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. (laughs) Tim, Tim, what's your topic? What's your topic? My topic is elementary school, but specifically the the games and the sports that we would play. So I'm talking things like tetherball, handball, four square, square. kickball. Oh, I was the fucking ball. You know, uh, maybe a little war there ball, a little dodge Got ball, it. whatever the hell you guys called it. Bombardment. Bombardment. That's what you guys yeah, called it. We bombardments. Bombardments. So I, I want to hear if you guys have any memorable stories of this. 
if there's anything that you guys didn't like. Oh, man. I'm and an... What were you the fucking man at? All right, so I'm going to introduce you guys to a little piece of my life. It was called Nine Square. Now, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys are aware. Uh, aware. Foursquare is a, a fun game, and I like Foursquare. I respect Foursquare. So you square, check into things. Exactly. Do you guys know what Foursquare is? I, I remember Foursquare. Four four I don't know Foursquare. So Foursquare and Nine Square were... Greg does not know Foursquare. Sorry. All right, so I'll explain. Because Foursquare four was not on Long Island. That was not a thing that I ever played on Long Island. When I, when I moved to New England... For you know, in my in my early years, when my parents got divorced for a little while, that's when I learned Foursquare and Nine Square. Mm-hmm. Foursquare is a game played with a bouncy ball, mm-hmm. and it's on a grid of four. Uh-huh. And each it's squares. The blocks might be like four by four, maybe something like that. Five by five, something like that. And the idea is there's different rules, whatever. But you're basically bouncing the ball back and forth with each other and trying to hit the ball out so that the other person can't hit the ball. So. You have to hit the ball like in their square, and they have one bounce, and then they hit into another square. And so it's on like and so ping forth. pong, kind of, but you're humans instead of paddles. Okay. And so there's four people. And there's four. Okay. So f- yeah. it's a fun game, but when I moved to York, Maine, and I went to an elementary school there, this was in fourth grade or fifth grade. Home of the York Pepper and Patty. Home of the York Pepper and Patty, exactly. And southernmost town in Maine. And uh, Ooh, it's cold. That's how they got the idea of the commercials. <laughs> it is very cold up there. So cold uh, and minty. But it's a nice, it's a beach community or whatever. Anyway, we would play this game called Nine Square. And this was a thing. It, nine Square was four square with nine people, nine squares. And there was a square in the middle who was the server. And then it was surrounded by a grid. So it looked like, a, it looked like Dr. Wiley's like stage select screen. Dr. Right? Wiley. Wait, so the, there was actual courts for this made? Or yeah. did you like chop No, no, there was out? courts that were made for this. Really? Yeah. Holy Like crap. people like painted and all this kind of stuff. And... The person in the, like, if you made it all the way to the center square, you would serve not in the ninth square, and then you would serve the ball. And there was all these moves. You couldn't use, you couldn't use, what was it? You couldn't go underhand. Yeah. yeah. You, like, up, you could, like, there was all, and people would slam the ball if you hit it on the line. There was all these crazy yeah. rules. People would get back in line and wait to get back into the first square mm-hmm. and then work their way back through the grid. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that game. I'm telling you, I loved that game so much. And when I moved from Maine then to New Hampshire, no one played it there. Anymore? Did you introduce no, the kids? no, no, no? Because at this point, there was other games that people played. Mm. You know, and that was that was also. I moved to New Hampshire, so it was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I think, in Maine, and then seventh and eighth grade. Uh, I was I went to a private school in New Hampshire, and it was, uh, and then I would go home to Long Island over those summers to be with my dad. So no one played it on Long Island. I didn't even try to bother introducing everyone. I mean, we were too busy playing fucking street hockey anyway. Right, uh, a real man's hobby. Real exactly. man's we were sport. actually technically playing roller hockey because we wouldn't play on foot. That shit was for pansies. Um, and then. Uh, I, I tried when I went to New Hampshire. I, I lived I lived in Dover, New Hampshire, and this was just twenty minute drive from York, Maine. It was like another world. That's like so they crazy. had no idea what the fuck I was talking about with Nine Square or Four Square, and we played other games where, but Nine Square that was the fucking game. I dude. love I love that different shit. places actually like I love that it actually was a thing because like there was like Four Square courts in my elementary school like on the. Um, whatever the hell the shit's the called. The playground. Pay, yeah, the playground, whatever. The gridiron. Yeah. As they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I love that, like, you didn't even have that. No, I've never all. seen that game played. Man, that's crazy. I would think that that's you kids were dumb and I would have made fun of you. Because there's a lot of games, like, that just require a wall, you know? So there was oh, handball? For us, there was handball and wall ball. Wall ball. Wall-y. Is that when you would peg people? Wall ball is when you just, no, no, it's just when you just hit it against the wall, like, straight against the wall. But what was the game when you threw a racquetball or a tennis ball against the wall and a bunch of people and you tried to catch it? But if you if the ball hit you and you didn't catch it, then you had to run to the wall. I think we call it suicide. Yeah, it was that suicide. Was suicide. That was, yeah. And then you have to run to the wall and touch it. But like other people, if they pe- they like peg. It was like horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, really painful because like you didn't go after the ball unless you knew you could catch it. Yeah. Right? And then sometimes it would bounce off your hand. And you would fucking run like lightning towards the wall before you got pegged with a fucking racquetball. Yeah. At like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> 
bunch of weird, weird, th- weird things kept me entertained. Anyway, I we used to it. we used to play handball, but I didn't play. Uh, I, I never liked like hitting the racquetball or squash ball with my hand. We also played it with the bouncy ball. Did you guys yeah, play yeah, that? No. So handball is with the bouncy ball. Okay. And then you have to hit it so that it bounces on the floor so first. It's and like racquetball, basically. Racquetball rules where you hit it, it has to bounce against the wall yeah. once, and then you got. Yep. That was always that was always a lot of fun. Uh, you'd always have the people that tried to actually play handball, which is like handball, where you're actually playing racquetball with your hand. That's an actual sport. It's actually really popular on the East Coast. I don't know why, but it is. Um, couldn't do that. That took way too much concentration. But the big bouncy ball where you go, you come down on it real big and try to get it to yeah. arc over the person's head. That was always a blast. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny because I remember there's all these like stupid. It's like no rockets. Rockets is when you hit it and it like would just go straight against the wall without the bounce and right. stuff. And you gotta bounce. Or sometimes there was rules. It's like you get one rocket per game, and like there's all these like different like it was like fucking video game in real life. And there's all this crazy shit. But I'll never forget. There's this fucking kid named Nate. Nate. God damn it, Nate. That kid. He was such. He was one of those like punk ass kids. Like, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo, and it's like, all right, yeah, my uncle. He also is a uh, Olympic handball guy. Like he's just he's one of the best handball Maybe players. Maybe his uncle is yeah. dope. Hand, handball's not the fucking Olympics. It's just like, but he would tell everybody. How many this. rockets do you get in the Olympics? He, this kid also he was just like yeah. And then my other uncle works at a lead pencil, a mechanical pencil factory. Wow. This was back when mechanical pencils were really cool. They were cool. Fuck you, Nate. Still really cool. Still really cool. His uncle was like you know, moonlight. He was doing a lot, doing a lot of shit. Getting, making a lot of yeah. money though. Making it's a lot the of money. James Bond of nerd tech. Yeah, uh, I didn't like that. What but, did you did you guys ever play? Uh, what's the game? Three flies up, three flies, where you one person has the football and they just hurl it into the air and whoever catches it then gets to throw it. Oh, no. We played 500 or whatever. Was that 500? Was that what you'd yell at the points yeah, value? Yeah, like, this is 25 and you throw it into a crowd of people and it was just your fucking, it was a mosh pit of fucking boys yeah, elbowing yeah, each yeah. other in the eyeballs. Like, everyone would always lose an eye every summer. And you're like, oh. When we had all the snow, we'd play King of the Mountain where they pushed all the snow into the corner and then you go up there and you're like, wow. you're up on this mountain hill and on the you know the if you the side you've crawled up going back towards it is all asphalt that you're gonna go <laughs> face way on and the other side is they always pushed it back into the parking lot that went up five feet so you're now up 15 feet in the air so if you tumble down the other side you're onto the sidewalks of Glen Ellen oh head cracked God. open blood everywhere oh, <laughs> did you guys uh, I'm, I'm curious you know these were these were these were summer games more nighttime games mm-hmm. neighborhood games but on Long Island I grew up in a cul-de-sac that was like in the middle of the woods and it was only it was six houses and then it was in like the middle of nowhere there's, you know, if you went like maybe a few acres in every direction, there would be other houses. But like we lived in a, a place, I was just totally isolated. I used to pretend I was like Castlevania all the time, and uh, <laughs> and so it was just it was six like large colonial houses mm-hmm. set back and like this huge street or whatever. And there was a lot of kids like of all ages that kind of grew up on this street. And we'd have friends over and we'd play uh, Manhunt. Oh yeah, which one was Manhunt? Uh, also known as Ghost in the Graveyard. Uh, Manhunt was like hide and seek at night. Both terrifying. And it was. Horrifying. It was yeah. always scary. It was yeah. awesome. Like you had to have, but the parameters were insane because we'd have like it would be after a barbecue on July Fourth. Everyone would be over. There'd be like twenty five people playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was like nine or ten at night. I don't know what the fuck our parents were thinking, uh, but this was like the late eighties, so the rules were different. Early nineties. So uh, you, we'd be like, all right, you can use the Moriarty's household, the Cotcher's house. Like, yard and, um, you know, like, Maddie and Sue's yard, but no one else's yard. So it was like a triangle. Uh, but it was like four acres. You know what I mean? And right. then people would just go hide. And you could only play, like, one cycle of it. Yeah. And the idea was to be able to... It was usually, I think, my stoop, because I lived in the first house, where you had to get to the stoop. Mm. 
And no, like, and people would chase you, and they'd have like so. Yeah. It was like teams of two, and people would like be posted up to like try to make sure you can never get there. But there were rules like where you couldn't be within twenty feet of the stoop or something like that. Right. So people would be like hopping over fences and like going through people's houses to like go but into this the back door. Awesome. It was fucking awesome. I don't feel like maybe I'm just crazy and deluded, but I just don't feel like people play games like that anymore. Like that was an all-in hours-long tactical game, <laughs> and you didn't want to get caught because if you got caught, you had to just sit on the stoop and just watch, <laughs> just wait. Let and you just happen. waited, and it, ha- took, it took hours. Yeah. You know, I definitely, I think that people still do it because uh, where I live, I live in this kind of, like, gated community thing, and there's, like, a bunch of little kids. No, it's, like, a shitty gated community, but, like, it, yeah, it's gated nonetheless. There was a pool at a rec center, but there's uh, these little, like, group of little kids that I've lived there maybe, like, eight years now, something like that, um, and I've seen them grow from maybe, like, five to whatever the hell they'd be now, 13, and, um, but it's, like, watching them, like, that group of kids, I'd say there's maybe, like, seven kids, they are coming up with these crazy games, and they're doing it, man. They are playing hide-and-seek, running behind people's houses, and doing all types mm-hmm. of shit they shouldn't be doing, and I love seeing it. I love seeing them, like, they're playing with balls in the in the most unique, weirdest ways I've ever seen, and, oh, Getting boy, them both let me tell you <laughs> Sucking them good balls. But it's, like, it's really cool, though, like, seeing that, like, I, that, that's still alive, and the kids do still do that, because, man, I remember... Pretty much doing the same thing you did, but in the city. So instead of there being trees and all this shit, it was just we'd play hide and seek around the block of my house. And the rule was you can't go off in the streets and you can't go in a house, but you're allowed to go anywhere else you want. So people would just be like climbing bushes and shit and just hiding in the bush of some random other person's house. They're like, man, things are crazy. We did it makes uh, me nostalgic talking about most this. of my uh, uh, games revolved around the pool that we had because I grew up in Southern California in Riverside, which was balls hot. During the summer, you're talking like 105, sometimes a little bit hotter than that. You guys, I know from, from experience it in the last week, neither, none of you do well in the heat. We're not built for the heat. All. Um, but I was because we would have, we would just make sure the house was like its own insulated air conditioning, like ice box. And then you'd go outside and you'd just be in the pool all day. But we used to play a mean, and I'm talking like hours of Marco Polo to the point where it was like <laughs> I had the, the fucking lung capacity of a dolphin. I could stay at the bottom of that pool eight, nine minutes smoking a cigarette. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, had, you had an in-ground pool, right? Was, yeah. I yeah, did. yeah. I did, I did too. And I felt like I felt like the in-ground pool was essential because you could – Marco Polo, I respect Marco Polo being played in an above-ground pool because that's a fucking next level. That's next level that's shit. That's hardcore. You can't really do fish out of and shit. Yeah, it's wait, too – What's a – was in ground pool compared? It means it's dug into the ground and it's flat, so it's flush with the ground. What's a, okay, but what's above, above ground pool? A freestanding pool, pool. pool, like the circular pool. That was oh, that's some bullshit. Those aren't pools. Those are fucking containers of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, I, I grew up with in ground pool too, and it was, <laughs> and it was, yeah, that was the. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, because you awesome. can't get out in and out of the out of the pool easily. And that's my thing was I always I was the king of fish out of water fish out of water yeah yeah <laughs> I would do I, like for the longest time I, I didn't I never it didn't walk upright I just it was constantly either with a foot or, or like a hand in the water because all you had oh, to do you was make those guys oh, I was definitely one of those guys and then I would do like a flip over the person as he came to me because I fuck with him I'd be like I'm here yeah I liked, here, I liked get, I liked getting to the diving board if I could oh yeah. But like, but like it was it was a risky maneuver. You usually had some cooperation with someone else in the pool by making noise because you'd hear like yeah, I'd get up there and then you'd hear like and like and like get, and like, get the, like the the run or whatever and you knew like when you were in the air you were risking everything. Yeah, you would just you know? but just it was just a bombardment of fish out of water, fish out of water, fish out of water, and you're like, God damn it. But we we eventually in high school we got really serious about fish out of water mm-hmm. or about Marco Polo. We played some fucking serious ass Marco Polo games yeah. in high school, and. 
you know, this is when you'd have, you know, girls over, everyone was hanging out, lot, lots of people just, like, hanging out. We would have some fucking serious-ass games of yeah. Marco Polo. Yeah. And there were rules where it was, like, you can't, you have to have, like, 50% of your body or, or like, 40% of your body submerged or, like, you're a fish out of water. So, like, right, right, it right. was, like, none of that, like, dragging your foot as you're, like, uh, walking like a pirate tip. around the fucking pool. <laughs> I hated that shit. I was, like, it's such bullshit. Oh, man, I would have my, I would have, like, the barely <laughs> a toenail dipped in it. And the, and the favorite thing, like, when you were in the deep end was... Grabbing the leg or something of oh, the person. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we used and, to do and, like, and then you know swimming like scurrying away. I like to just <laughs> I like to get as close as I could to the, the like the person and then blow bubbles upward just to see, just to let them know that something down there is tickling them. I like it. See, the, for me, for pools, I've never really got into Marco Polo, but it was always about chicken. When people get on oh, your shoulders fights. and then you just like like fight, oh, was I was so serious about that shit because I was always bigger compared to all my friends. Mm-hmm. So I would just like, especially back in the day, Kevin was like a freaking little like tiny person. Like he was just like he was like four feet tall for since I knew him. Thank God, maybe six, like a four year now. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Although he was also tiny. Like yeah. now he's like uh, I don't even know. I don't know if you heard that, but that's what he is now. Looks um, like a kung fu panda. But like, I would just get him on my shoulders, he looks and like. we'd, we'd fight against like whoever. Like we go on these like vacations, and then it'd just be whatever, whatever other random families of kids. So it's like we meet these people and become best friends for a weekend. And I would never let that fucker off my shoulders. I was just like, Kevin, we're we're doing this. Yeah, like don't worry. And it's like to his detriment, he'd be falling over and stuff, but I'm still standing. So his head's underwater and shit. But I don't give a fuck. I ain't going down. Right. But yeah. by the way, I just want to throw a quick note out to you. You were doing it wrong. You were supposed to have girls on your yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, like no, the no, fucking. No. Per, that's the perfect picture to, of how it's supposed to work. It never works that it way. It did like two or seven three guys times to, me. to one girl. You're like, well, what are we gonna do? There's every once in a while you'd be at one of those parties, or you'd just be at a pool in Vegas where that would happen, and you were like, "This is the jam right now." Because yeah. <laughs> no, there'd, there'd be girls, and sure. again, but the, the, there's a difference though between me telling, like, whispering to Kevin, no matter what we're winning, I'm not letting you down. If it if it hurts, just let it hurt. I can't really say that to just random girls. You can't. Like that's if not your top comes cool. off, should, just let it let it just come let off. Let it come off. Let yeah. it come off. See, but that's that's when we get into a whole other aspect again, like the 13 year old Tim pool games scheming. I get that's when things get. <sighs> that there was games now. where it's just like yeah, that you start losing clothing on like yeah. if you. When you fall, it's like strip poker, but it's not even poker. It's just strip chicken. And I'll tell you, Tim Gettys never loses. M- remember chicken. when you were like young? When, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Remember when you were young though, and you would do anything? I'm talking anything to just have a little physical contact with the opposite sex. Yes. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. You know, where you were like, someone would talk about chicken fights, and I was like, I remember I was just mortified about taking my shirt off in front of anyone. Would I would I would be the guy that like. <laughs> During PE, when I had to switch shirts, I would I would have to time it perfectly. Like I would have distractions go off over in the side of the gym, or like the side of the the, cha- the, the locker Changing room, over. just so that like like someone would hit something and I would within a second be out of one shirt, throw up the other one, and just like you know kind of swim up into it. Um, but if there was a member of the opposite sex involved, I would be in that pool in a fucking heartbeat because I had the strength. Of at least fifteen kittens, I could I could hold it all day because I also have. See, unlike you, where you're tall, I'm short, so I have better leverage when it comes to that. So as long as we're in the, it, it, if I can keep my head above water, I'm there all day. I'll just sprawl out. I'll do like the the fucking tai chi kung fu like stance, like my power stance. Yeah, and I'd be just be there all day. But there was like just the hint of having a girl, like her thighs near my ear, was enough to make me actually show off. My disgusting belly. And it was gross. It was 
it was just a life just lived poorly when I was a kid. So unfortunately. This, is, this is a classic Tim story of wow, I was a fucked up little kid. No oh, god. Uh, this is less me being fucked up and more my friends, but still I contributed. Uh we you would do the game it. where you look for the strings and you pull the strings. Yeah, good game. <laughs> You just you go underwater, you find some strings, and you just pull it and swim away. It's not a game at all. That's, uh, I think Again, I have no, a word for that. We won the game. I think there's a term a, for that. Sexual harassment? That might be yeah, it. Yeah, you know, that's it. That's sexual assault? Yeah. It's, it's always weird. I've, I've said a million things on this show that I'm like, wow, I was an idiot. No, yeah, but that? no, when you're a dumb kid, you don't think that way. Yeah, you don't, you don't think that way at all. At all. It, it wasn't meant that I mean, it was meant. You, you know just want to see some boobs. weird, but I just want to see some... Some boobs. Some boobs. Fine. All Every I ever wanted, wanted, really. Here's the deal, though. You can't steal the boobs. You can't steal that. You got to earn the boobs. I see what you're saying. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, you can't just that. go up and 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 treat a woman like that. You gotta. She has to want to take that top off for it yeah. to mean anything. To be fair, I'm not gonna say the statement I was about yeah, to don't, say. Don't even. <laughs> I was gonna say. You're, like, pulling, I, you're pulling a Nick moment I, right I, now, I, and I now pants, I feel like I see I, what's I, like. I would pants like anybody. Like it was just. It was fair game. It wasn't like well, I was before, like, you, you were... pants that you pants a girl once, and that was like your first. That was like when there was that, was that realization was like, moment. Of like this is a different relationship. Yeah, Probably this isn't kid be doing kid this. anymore. This yeah. is a guy girl thing. Yeah, but even then with the with like dudes, I would pants dudes. You know what I mean? Like oh, it was. It wasn't so are you much. Kidding I was me? Doing it to see the boobs. I was just doing it for the fucking. I, chaos. I was like the Joker of the pool game. I stopped pantsing. The last person I pantsed was probably my brother. And the, the reason I stopped pantsing people death. was because he just left them off. <laughs> Knowing my goddamn brother, he was just like, oh, cool. And I'm like, no, no, you got to put you got to put those pants back on. But you got beautiful balls. But no one wants to see those. There was uh, what, what was that? What, what was that, that that thing in all of us that made it OK to want to pants another boy? Like what is that? It's because it's not. It doesn't up? work that way. It doesn't it's not work a sexual thing. You remember it's that when you were a kid? Homosexuality. Your, your dick didn't mean anything. It didn't mean it was like. It, it, you're How not dare looking you? at other people's How dicks. How dare or, you? I remember going. Harvey to, Wallbanger has always meant something. I remember, <laughs> I remember going to another another kid's house when we were like I don't know five, six, seven, or whatever. He's like, oh hey, look at this, and he pulled down his pants and had a little baseball pen and hit himself in the dick, and his dick started getting hard, and we're both like, that's weird. You want to go back to playing with toys? Yeah, all right. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> this is a sex thing. This is more, more documentary footage for you. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to really like, all right. I'm, start, I'm starting okay. to think, like, I'm really starting to think that we don't want the answers to these questions, Colin. I'm thinking that we're not. We're they, not as they often say, be careful of the questions you ask, because you might do. get the answers yeah. that you don't want. My Lord. Before we, we move on, I want to ask, because no one mentioned Tetherball. Did uh, you guys have Tetherball? Fuck Tetherball. Tetherball's whack. Fuck Tetherball, and here's I'm, why. Because I was short. And all it took uh, was one of those tall ass, you know, the kids yeah. that were like this, like they had hair under their arms like two, three years before you did, and they would they re, they were like six two when they were in fucking fourth grade. Yeah, asshole. You were the guy that was like this. Want to play tetherball? I'm like, yeah. And I'd be jumping to try to keep up, and they would just get that like you yeah. know that fucking rabid look in their rhythm, face. You're just like, but we just keep going, yeah. and eventually I would just walk off and eat something. I always yeah. saw tetherball oh, so at, when we'd go camping. We'd go out to like the campsites or whatever, and like you know you walk into like the pavilion area or whatever. They had a little playground, and it would be there, and it was just like. Such I mean, what the fuck is this game? People try to explain it. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. The idea is to get the ball wrapped up. And you're going, going one, the other one person's right? going one way and the other's going the yeah, other way. The only thing I remember about Tetherball is that at my school, anyway, I didn't go to a very nice school, uh, high school. Mm. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst schools on Long Island, actually. Uh, all I remember about Tetherball, like out, we didn't have, we had, they just had like all this shit. I guess this was in actually middle school because um, we didn't have that in high school. Uh, all I remember is the pole being there with a ball attached to it for one day, mm-hmm. the beginning of every year. 
and then just a pole was there the yeah, rest of the year. That's hilarious. Like, without admit, fucking did fail. Did someone steal it or oh, yeah. did someone misuse it? No, I, I'm sure someone stole it. Okay. Yeah, okay. knowing uh, where I, Bellport High yeah. School. Yeah. yeah, knowing that place, uh, the, the halls of higher learning, as we often refer yeah. to. My sister and I actually went back there because all my siblings went there and we, we just drove there when I was home last time. We just sat in the parking lot and looked. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. This place hasn't changed at all. Yeah. You still have, like, the the old high school. It's a big school. High school and auditorium and all this stuff, gym. And then in the back, like, our beautiful football grounds because that's mm-hmm. all they give a fuck about. And then just baseball fields and all this shit where, that they never use or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, what is oh, going yeah. on in this school? I have questions about that school. <laughs> and I went there. And I have a lot of questions about it's it. Corrupt. I can't believe I actually. Corruption. It's, uh, I it's a place. Throw That's a quick sure. note out of that. With the exception of Colin, none of us mentioned any real sports, which is very telling. No, but we said the the elementary school playgrounds. That's about true, but none sports. of us mentioned like football. None of you guys were playing that in the playground? But none of you guys were in elementary school. We played pickup games of football. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of made. I mean, you guys really didn't play organized sports, though, right? I played soccer. Soccer? For real. In elementary school, I was on a basketball team. Okay, so. So. Fifth I mean, grade I played, DPL championships. I played organized sports, you know, from when I was a little kid all the way through when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And it was, I played, uh, yeah, I like dabbled with soccer and obviously everyone played Little League. Uh, but other than that, I played hockey pretty much year round. So that's not where my mind was really gotcha. going. Okay. But I, uh, we did have some, we had some made up games that were derived from other games that we played. There was a game that we played in high school that we really loved to play and it was called Colin Ball. And it was, it was, yeah, it was a game that I played. I, I played my, my boys Corey and Cody, my friend Mike Pope, who's getting married soon. That I'm going to be in, you know, in his wedding, um, and a few other guys in our neighborhood. We he, had so in my threw the ball to each other, and then whoever caught it sat there and said something they worry about. Right, <laughs> and then they threw it to somebody else, and they said what they worry God, about. Really worried and about whoever cried first. <laughs> so when I when I moved out of that cul-de-sac where we used to play manhunt, uh, and I moved back with my dad, we lived in another neighborhood, nice neighborhood that was. All the houses, it was like very old, like post-war neighborhood where all the houses faced outward and then in the middle was like an acre and it was like a playground Mm -hmm. and like an open space where people would fuck around. But the thing was is that there weren't a lot of kids in that neighborhood anymore. So we used to just go there after school every day and play column ball and column ball was baseball, but with a set pitcher and a set batter and then people in the field and you had basically three outs and you were trying to get points by getting the ball further and further mm-hmm. and further and stuff like that so that was just a game we played mm-hmm. but that was basically just us playing baseball because we had an odd number of people and we couldn't right. we couldn't yeah you, it you out. always had to figure that out right like you'd have just you'd have just barely enough people to catch the ball so you'd have to come up with new rules we mm-hmm. did that we used to do that on my street where you just have one person that would bat 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 until someone caught it and then you'd switch out yeah like it would just go in a cycle Quick shout out to kickball. Oh my god, kickball's yeah, hot. We didn't talk which about I that. played hot. the shit out of in Catholic school. Mm. Now there's nothing more fun than getting really sweaty in a Catholic uniform oh, yeah. that those doesn't days. breathe. Remember those things are like yeah, cardboard, like your corduroys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was corduroy yeah. pants, and we used to have these. Uh, uh, they were like brown corduroy pants and these vanilla colored, like taupe colored. Uh, shirts that were made for I think two reasons. One was for Catholic schools, and the other one was for hardcore penitentiaries. I think that like you couldn't shred these things if you wanted to, for fear that someone might hang themselves. I don't know. Basically, you're wearing a fucking milk carton on on your top. Dense and so when you were a kid, oh my Christ, you would just sweat. You would sweat because God forbid they let you wear shorts. In the oh, and when school. I went to Catholic school on gym days, we were allowed to wear. We had a whole different uniform to wear on gym really? days, and we wore it all day. We had so like we had like our shirts and our our pants and our nice shoes and stuff. But then on gym days, we had 
like a, a polo shirt and either shorts or sweatpants. Oh, you're lucky. And that I was like my notice. favorite. I think it was like Monday and Thursday. Or it, something it was, like I remember it was a big revelation, I think, in our junior high, like sixth or seventh grade, when they finally introduced shorts and that that meant you could wear shorts and do this. And then they carried it over to the high school we went to, too. I was like, all right, this is awesome. But up until then, it was full on slacks the entire time. This is so crazy to me. For me, it was just like, wear whatever you want. Just don't wear too much blue or too much red. Call it a day. Oh, yeah, I had so to I deal with that because right. I went from Catholic school to uh, to public school. And so being able to wear whatever you want was awesome. But Why I, not I think, too much blue, too much red? Like gangs? Yeah, yeah. Crips and Bloods. Back That's in the a 90s, thing, Colin. That, there was this back in the 90s. Have you seen thing. the movie Colors starring Sean Penn and Robert Duvall? Colors, Colors. I don't think about so. the Crips and the Bloods. I mean, I know that those Colors were – I understand Which the association with Colors. I'm just saying you went to school <laughs> – He's in a, he was a Riverside, <laughs> right? And he went to school in San Francisco, so, so, so I'm just yeah. so I'm surprised that that was a thing. Well, it was I mean, nationwide. There, there was, gangs were nationwide. Yeah, there was a lot of back in like middle school where I went in Marina. It was near Chinatown. There was a lot of like gang shit there. So it was like it's surprising. It was a thing. Like they they were serious about it. Like, That's interesting. Really I never thought. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I went to an awful high school, so I'm sure that I just was wearing things that I should not have been wearing. But <laughs> everyone's like looking at anyone I involved would have been like no anyone involved in like this. Fucking idiot has no idea what's going on. So, <laughs> also, you probably uh, you think you're okay because you're as white as white can be. Mm, sure, um, you can always just say this is my Colin Ball uniform. Yeah. Funny yeah. story about kickball. My uncle's actually a pro Olympic. Wow. Kickball. Is he? Did he invent the pen? Uh, no, but he no, he didn't. The G two pens. Yeah, he invented those. In college, oh, I knocked the window on myself playing kickball. How? Well, oh, every how? Inner tailgate we played kickball. And that was actually the birth of Team Fat. That's the first time I'd ever heard of Team Fat because there was Team Fat, fat versus Team Skinny. And I was always on Team Fat, of course. And we usually called it we were going to be the skins. So we take off our shirts in this field. Because the Antler tailgate backed up to the practice field for the actual football uh, folks. But they were off playing the football game we're getting ready to. So we would go up there and play it on there. Kind of break in. Don't tell anybody. You kind of sneak around the fence, though, and go out there and play kickball. And so we'd play kickball out there drunk, just drunk off your ass. And this one time, I'm in the outfield as I always was because I didn't want I didn't want to catch the ball. I didn't want the ball coming by me. I have no business with the ball. I got my my beer. I'm chilling out in the, mm-hmm. out there, and I'm back there. I finish this beer. I spike it on the ground. And I turn to Big Fat Robert and I go, Big Fat Robert, <laughs> after this out, I'm gonna come fight you. And he said, All right. And so the guy got out and I ran at Big Fat Robert. And Big Fat Robert set himself. And just as I got two feet away from him, I slipped out from underneath myself and sprawled out on the back and knocked the wind out of myself and rolled around in pain. And Big Fat Robert just stood over me in his white stance. So who would we say won that fight? Big Fat Robert. Yeah. What did we learn, Greg? Have you talked to Big Fat Robert lately? I have not talked to Big Fat Robert lately. He Last I heard, back to, went back to St. Louis, was uh, running a grocery store there. He Big Fat Robert's claim to fame when he originally arrived at the Antlers was that he rode the bus with Nelly before Nelly got big. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good story. It was. So and that was I, a good... I wonder if you want to go take a ride with him. Smoking L in the back of the Benzie? Yes, yeah, thank you. Uh, Did I tell you, by the way, that I, uh, speaking of that song, that there, there was a girl I knew in high school that got really mad at me and never talked to me again because uh, my friend Cody and I made fun of her because she thought he was saying smoking L in the back with the Benzine. And I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wait, what's That's the not what he's saying. He's saying in the Benzy. Oh, Benzy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Must we just laughed at her, and she like never talked to me again after that. Hey, and I like to think that she money. still thinks that here's that song. I and know thinks. something you don't know, <laughs> and I got something to tell. Good record. That country grammar. I people straight down the floor. That first record was awesome. Uh, that was a great topic, Tim. And I bet you didn't know it was sponsored. By the one and only Squarespace. Hey, hey Squarespace. Hey. Square. No, Space. not for No. Well, that was the segue, though. Nine you Square were good. Space. You were thinking of it in your head. You just didn't say it. I don't think I was. Ooh. I think that was confusing because there's another. There's, you know, Foursquare is the thing. So you have to. I don't want. That's a different thing. This one helps you build websites. Okay. We built our website on it. Nick. We did. 
Nick, are you a smart man? I'm not a stupid man. Okay, that's in the middle somewhere, I guess. I'll take it. Um, yeah, of course, Squarespace allows you to build professionally designed uh, websites, regardless of your skill level. What are you doing? Do they, they say they have intuitive and easy-use tools. Do you agree? It's very true. Actually, uh, recently I was actually updating my own private website, which unfortunately... You have, what are you doing? You're going to fucking quit? No. I put all the E3 stuff on there from, from last uh, season. I like to keep an archive of everything that we've Yeah, done. we do that on YouTube.com. Yeah, so except it's games. all a big mess. And it What's usually your site? NickScarpino.net? .net, unfortunately. <laughs> Tim just so, said that did to Nick make fun of com? Is that the Portillo's Nick Scarpino? That's Portillo's Nick Scarpino. Nick Scarpino got everything a lot. Yeah, he cr- he crushes me at every turn. At every turn, I he crushes him. me. Uh, but no, I was actually trying to, to, to dial in some function, some new functionality on that website, and it's not built on Squarespace, and unfortunately, it was just impossible. I, I couldn't oh. do what I wanted to do, which was made ever so more bittersweet by the fact that when I was making our website, uh, having something just as simple as an email form is all just dialed in there, right? And just and they know what all, they're doing. It's all provided for you on that platform, which is very, 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 very useful. Well, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Squarespace starts at eight dollars a month, and you can get your free domain if you sign up for a year. Here's how they're paying the bills with us. Uh, start. Your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code kind of funny, all one word, to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Thank you, Squarespace, for supporting the show, allowing us to live this dream. Thanks, Squarespace. Nick. Yes. What's your topic? My topic comes from Patreon. Oh, patreon.com slash kind of funny. Which is fantastic. And this is from an old friend of ours. Who's this? A man named Mike Drucker. Right, Mike Drucker. Now, of course, Mike Drucker be... Go ahead. Of course, Mike Drucker has been at this level for a while. And people have asked me ever so often, hey, I love the Mike Drucker submitted topics. Why hasn't he done one in a while? This is the third one in as many months from Mike Drucker. This one is doable. Yeah. Mike's other two are full-on productions that are in progress (laughs) that we're working on. Wheels are in motion. If you remember correctly, one of his was, I want to see Nick Scarpino's morning hair regimen. And that was an awesome one. So they're all productions, I guess. This is the first one we can just do. This one is, uh, of course, Mike Drucker from from the mind of Mike Drucker, which is a, it's a, that's a little bit of a twisted place. It is. If you've ever met Mike, he's a he's a good fellow, but he's a he's a complete and total psychopath. He says Colin and Greg need to make direct eye contact and talk about a video game romance that they, that really touched them. They can't break eye contact. So what I need you guys to do is I need you guys to turn, turn toward each and hold other. them like this. You can't break eye contact. Do you want to go first? Or you want and me you to go? Each sure. need to take turns talking about the most po- poignant video game romance that you can remember in recent years. No, look at me. All right. Well, we'll haven't begun. Well, we haven't begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't started. Look yet. at this beautiful. Do you want me to take my shirt bitch. off? No. You sure? I can't look at it anyway. I know, but it would just be, you know, easier for you sometimes. Like, you know how they say, you know, picture each other naked. Right. <laughs> I think As they, I often they do. Don't, yeah, right, right, they of don't course. say that. They it makes it easier. When you're doing podcasts with your friends? No, that's when you're giving speeches and they say picture the audience naked so you don't get nervous. Not picture your best friend naked because there's some latent homosexuality. Right, now I'm picturing Sean Pitts naked. Between you guys. Well, now my, I am too. All right. It's fine. All right. Uh, I, mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to go here because I know this is where you want to go, but you know, Elena and Drake are probably... Oh, the that's I wouldn't have gone there. I wouldn't have really? gone there. Yeah, no, because their love story is, uh, makes me angry. But Why you is go that? Ahead. Well, it's well, cut. Go ahead. Sorry, you go. No, no, Sorry, please go, go ahead. ahead. Please, yeah, let's go ahead. All right. So the problem is, of course, yeah. is that they just keep breaking them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every yeah. game starts with them breaking up all the time. Sure. They're never just happily together. Sure. Do you want me to ruin anything about Uncharted Four for you? You don't know anything about Uncharted Four. I saw the demo. Don't ruin anything for me. All right. Actually. So, anyways, that's the same thing. It's like I don't understand why. Can Go they just be happy? Can they just be on these adventures together and in love? Like I love that part of it. When they're see, here's the thing about Nate and Elena. Sure. They, they're sparky. They spark. Sure. You know, what I mean, there's that spark there. It's like our spark. 
They, they I was hoping you could say spark again. Spark. Yeah. They work really well together. They get a hot fire going. I'm sure the sex is unbelievable. Right. But it seems like they have a trouble keeping and maintaining the real relationship. Like we don't. But our relationship's fine. We maintain it no problem. Yeah, it's it's maintained. There's just some some hiccups every now and then. Why do you think well, that? Why do you think they're the best love story? In, in I don't know. I, I just think because it it's that sh- that that uh, what jumped on that game. Yeah. Well, that game's also about you know not totally about realism. And there's you know blue ooze and Lazarovich. Oh, yeah, Lazarovich. Yeah. And all sorts of and, and the guy with the card and he disappears. You don't really know Talbot. how. Uh. Talbot, yeah, uh, but it came to mind because it's it's a believable and, and an endearing love story that I really enjoy. That seems believable as if sure. it was taken out of a film, for instance. Sure. And their arc between the four games is, or really three, yeah, is is really quite intriguing to me. Well, that's what uh, I, I yeah. think. I fell in love with that relationship right at the very start of Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Not the very start, the very start of the series with Uncharted Drake's Fortune, because like that was the thing. Elena gets introduced. Yeah, she's just some fucking reporter with right. a shitty camera. That's and that Jeff. Part. Jeff the camera. Jeff's not until two. Is he not in the first one? No, he's not in the first one at all. Oh, I don't remember. Jeff gets yeah, she has a shitty... I have platinum trophies in all these. you think I would know better than that. She has a shitty handheld that eventually they oh, right, take okay. or whatever, right? Then when she finds him again, she punches Drake, and they kind of have right, that right, moment right, where okay. they fall right, in love right, or whatever. Right, it's right. like, yay! But then like they pick it up with two, and then the same thing. And that's back. where Jeff the camera we have to keep, Exactly. That's okay. where Chloe comes to. I love Chloe. Yeah, Chloe comes a lot. Chloe's hot. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, they're... they're I just want their... I want them to have a stable relationship. They have a, they have a, they have a sexy relationship, sure. right? Now we're talking about romantic relationship. Mm. Recent one, Sam and Lonnie gone home. I still think sure. it's one of the best relationships I've ever seen portrayed. Sure. And it's portrayed without us ever really knowing Lonnie. You know what I mean? We get it all from Katie finding Sam's letters and notes and journals and stuff, right, right, right. which is awesome. But the way they set up that relationship, the way it built off Street Fighter, the way it built off of two outsiders coming together, falling in love, and then having to explore, you know, we know it well. Can this friendship go to another level? Right, right. That's what they have to figure Ours out. Ours already did, and then we, comes back down. We've learned <laughs> this is where it is. Sure. Don't go up here again. Stay sure, down sure, here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So wait, now, without looking at us, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gone Home was based off of Street Fighter. That's where their that's what their friendship is founded on. They, oh, they kick okay. it off at the Street Fighter arcade machine. Because I remember playing that game, and I don't remember it being a did a you find, fighter. Well, they talk about that in the in the letters, and then of course she has the SNES cartridge that she borrowed from the friend back home. Remember? Got it. Okay. You don't remember any of this? Nope, I didn't play that far. Anyways, though, the <laughs> that way that far a game's like ninety minutes long. I know, right? The way the whole relationship unfolds that way, the way they have all these great tender moments. Like I always say, when I beat that one, right? You know, I was so it, it was so bittersweet of an ending that I had to immediately go hug Christine to sure. remind her that I love. Because you're corny. That's true too. Yeah, I, yeah I, I do. I definitely feel that way. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I found. I, I remember being a kid. I'll put it in quotes. A kid, right? right? Or even a youngin in college or whatever. I'm just gonna have to believe that you made those quotes. I can't see them because I'm sure. looking at your eyes. Before you fell in, before I fell in love for the first time, you'd sure. watch these movies and something would be sad. You're like, oh, that's sad. But once I, I felt I actually knew what love was. I feel like that's when I, I would cry easy. I cry. You know, you know, I cry all the time. It's even worse since kids. You are. Of you are. I haven't seen you cry in a while. Uh, not, got, not games, but re- relationship resonating with me right now. Mackenzie McHale. <sighs> And Will, and Will McAvoy. McAvoy. Will McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. They're a great, they're mm. a great one too. And, Absolutely. They, and Mackenzie fucked it up. And then she had to pay for it mm-hmm. all the time. You know who else is a great relationship mm. in that one? Sloan and what's his name? Uh, the 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 uh, P- Don, the, Don, Don Don yeah. Don, Sloan yes. Don is a really really good relationship. Yeah, I like and that. that's the other thing about that. And they connected all at the end, which I like exactly. In newsroom, and the fact that like I didn't know anything sure about Olivia Munn really. Like, right, I right. knew she was on G four and I knew she was attractive and I saw her on Maxim and yada yada yada. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad she's doing mm. well. But actually watching her in newsroom, that's when I was like, oh man, she's awesome. And then this yeah, relationship, you cheer, you cheer for her. And Absolutely. Out. Spoilers for newsroom. Uncharted, gone home, by the way, and all the stuff we just that talked about. Yeah, do chance. Blame Mike Trucker. Yeah, do chance with Uncharted. Yeah. All right, guys. Are right, we done? Good job. It, you did a good. It was, was uncomfortable. It, it was, was funny be. at first and weird, and then it was just normal. Because yeah. Colin and I talk all the time, but staring at each other's eyes, we don't ever do. Yeah. I mean, we have these moments here, but then we break away and look at the camera mm-hmm. or whatever. 
That Thank you, fun. Mike Trucker. I like right. that. Thanks, Mike Trucker. Mike Trucker's such a good guy. Remember, yeah. if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. You can get on there and submit your topics, too. Next to you, Mike, you'll be staring at each other's eyes. I like that. We do it all the time. I know. Hey, hey just, by the I way. Stand at those baby blues I, just, all the time. I can't do it when you're eating a banana, though. That's my thing. <sighs> What's well, because he Nick does the whole thing of like, he'll be like. bananas recently. He'll start to eat the banana and he'll stop and he'll go, hey, Tim. And then you look at him, he's like, yeah, but but also the way you eat the banana, you eat a banana so unnecessarily loud. It's just unnecessarily. You could have stopped there. It's insane. I do everything uh, as sexually as possible. You're not a loud person. You're not a loud eater. It's the banana specifically that brings out something awful in you. Oh, man, I like to mash it in my mouth. Usually my tongue and my top. The thing is, today specifically, this has never happened until today, but you just decided, like, I wasn't really paying attention to you. Which upset you, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm like just that. doing my own thing, and he's just like <laughs> trying to get louder, trying to get it everywhere. And I look over, and he doesn't know this, but there's just fucking banana all in his beard, and <laughs> Kevin's just like Nick. There's banana all over you, and Nick just doesn't even give a fuck. He just wipes it out, just just keeps eating. I like this little wink thing. Now By I like the to way, start off with the tip. I just nibble oh the tip God, a little Nick. bit in front of you just to get it excited. So there is a million gifts that came out of E3. Yeah. 90% of them are Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, all the dancing. Like, we need to come up with some some form of, like, I need to reach out to people. We need to make a, a E3 2015 gift. Have video. you gone to the kind of funny yes, slash they don't forum have all gift thread? Though. Okay. That's a gr- my favorite thread in the whole forum. Yeah. But they. There's a couple missing, like him doing the Metal Gear thing, that's missing, and like him holding up the GameSpot thing's missing, which is so funny. But <laughs> he does like the dance in front of himself and comes back like that. But my favorite of all of them is on the Kind of Funny forums, and it's some interview we were doing, Oh yeah, and it, they did a close-up shot, so it's just me and Nick, and I'm in the background, super engaged, moving my hands, I'm talking, I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm just doing this. Nick... Not giving a single fuck. Looking, turned completely away from the camera. Looking off stage. We don't know what he's looking at. And I he can just only gives, imagine. He gives the old, <laughs> the wink, the little smile thing. A little, like, come hither look. And then he starts going like this. Like, it's like, it goes on for like a whole 15 seconds. Yeah. And then something happens and he lights up and he goes, ooh. And it's like, what the are you looking at, Nick? <laughs> no idea. It, it might be been, my favorite gift I've ever it seen. It could have been a number of people or things. There were so many awesome people that stopped by that booth. That was, by the way, I think that must have been day one because I was wearing my day one shirt. So it had to have been either it's the easy. end That's or a good the way. beginning That's a good way one. to tell what day it is. Can't remember. Don't yeah. know. I have no idea. It, might, it could have been anyone. The odds are it's probably a female of some sort. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Jenna Bush. Jenna Bush. That's a real person. Jenna Bush, you that Jenna Bush is the. Is she was like the first w, daughter. W's uh, daughter. Okay. I don't think it was if you'd her. Said, if you'd have said uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton, I'd have been like, yeah. Yeah. It could have been more my style. Okay. I like an educated woman. A woman that's going to be president someday. <sighs> That'd be crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the game over, Greg. You show every week for sometimes five best friends gather around this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Toss us a few bucks, and you can get each and every episode early on the Friday before we put it all up day by day, topic by topic, on youtube.com slash kindoffunny, leading up to putting it up on a full show on MP3s and YouTube and everything. Gentlemen, thank you for your service today. What are you doing? What are I'm you trying shaking? to love the gift. Oh, I want to show you guys. Okay. It's the best. Okay. Well, anyways, we'll wait for that to load. We'll do that. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.